Only is a podcast or podcast or movies with Ben and Steven, the host with <laughs> the most now and <laughs> lovely. Yeah. <laughs> We'd like to welcome Eddie Vedder <laughs> to the show. <laughs> How are you doing today? I'm Dollywood Steve. Man, I'm Dollywooding it up. Yeah. I've been doing some, you know, Dollywood type of shit. Yeah. Butterflies and whatnot. Oh man, have you been doing any like uh I don't know, whittling or Oh yeah. Oh you gotta you gotta <laughs> whittle a little whistle. One of those train whistles. <laughs> yeah. That's a mm-hmm. good thing to do, man. Um, you know what? Whittling is actually very relaxing and I get why people do it. I've never whittled before. Dude, just grab a, a stick and go to town on it. My brother went through a whittling phase once. Yeah. yeah, I think when he was probably around nine or ten and probably got like his first pocket knife or something. Yeah. Time to whittle. Yeah, and I would catch him whittling and I, I just thought to myself, that is the damnedest thing. Man, it's I don't know what it is. It's so relaxing. He wouldn't make anything though. He just no, destroys no sticks. Yeah, you destroy maybe sharpen it up. I mean, stick it in the ground. I don't know. I guess so. <laughs> Gotta have something to do. Yeah. We didn't have fucking, you know, Facebook or Grinder back then. Oh, so. yeah. No Grinder. Might as well whittle. <laughs> if I can't see pics of dicks. <laughs> I bet that, like, the whittling statistics nationwide since Grinder has <laughs> become a thing have just I mean, plummeted. The National Whittlers Association, the NWA. And they, they've had other issues <laughs> in the NWA. past. <laughs> the NWA. <laughs> They they probably hate Grinder. <laughs> I bet they have like lobbyists and stuff that are yeah. in DC and stuff all the time. Like we gotta get rid of this fucking Grinder. Uh, they had a rough time in the 90, 90s getting <laughs> any politician to listen to them because they were like NWA. I don't know. A hard pass on those guys. Uh-huh. <laughs> How's your uh, your first full week back here in the great state of Tennessee, Ben Steve? You know, uh, insane. Yeah. Like, in uh, rain? Yeah, just one of those things where it's like very relaxing, but also very boring. Yeah. Like there's a ton of stuff to do in Knoxville, but it's not right outside my door. Yeah, you got to go to it. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas, you kind of come from a walking kind yeah, of town. In Koreatown, you just walk out, walk down the block and boom, there's yeah. everything. That's the thing about Knoxville is like it is a walking town after you drive to the right yeah. spot. You got to drive to the spot where yeah. you're going to walk. Drive yeah. and park your car mm-hmm. and then you're in a walking town. Yeah. But I do. It's very relaxing. Yeah. A lot of uh, really pretty greenery. My dog is loving it. Yeah? She's yeah. about it? I'll say she's all buildings. about it. You know, uh, she's a part dachshund, yeah. part rat terrier. Both mm-hmm. of those breeds are bred for uh, hearing animals tunneling underground okay. and sniffing yeah. them out. Yeah. And the middle of the city in L.A. is not a place for that. She would find no. squirrels and chase those, and she had a good time. Well, but... and the Morlocks and crab people. Well, the Morlocks and crab people, yeah, but she was afraid of them. Given, yeah. Their rumbles were more, you know, deafening. Yeah, definitely. Uh, well, she's a smart dog. She, she knows. She knows better. She's, Dad, uh, I ain't about to mess with no Morlock. Yeah, but we're out in the country now, so, like, when we go outside, she can hear, like, animals under the ground. Oh, wow. And she'll just, like, sniff after them. And uh, so I tested it because I was like, is that what's happening? Yeah. Or is she just sniffing out like a pee trail or something? Mm-hmm. So I waited until she stopped and I kind of like stomped on the ground. Yeah. And I saw her head perk up and she ran two feet and started sniffing. So I guess whatever was under there heard me stomp and Dang. ran and she chased it. And then I felt bad because I don't want to be an asshole to 
just some, you know, vole under yeah. the ground. <laughs> so like a groundhog. I don't want to be a jerk to him. What if it turned out, though, that you just disturbed a fucking Balrog from a millennia slumber? <laughs> oh, <shit. laughs> I hope I did. But I hope my dog fights it through the earth and that comes out the Balrog. other side as Salem the Gray. <laughs> Or Salem the White, sorry. <laughs> Those Balrogs are always coming in way the fucking, hot. They do. You way know what Balrogs immediately, they don't ask questions. No. The first wizard they see, it's like, let's battle. It's go time. <laughs> it's go time. <laughs> Just like in Street Fighter. Yeah, exactly Balrog, like he doesn't fuck around. <laughs> I think he was a little little less intimidating in Street Fighter. He couldn't Fighter. kick. What? He, yeah, I mean, no kicks allowed. Also didn't look like a roasted marshmallow. Yeah, at all. that was a little strange. I yeah. was confused by that. Yeah, yeah. I've been having a good week here in the great state of, yeah, what of Tennessee. Doing? Just been busy as absolute fuck, getting ready for so many different musical endeavors and stuff that we're working on. It's been non-stop. That's awesome. Yeah, it's good. Again, it's one of those mm-hmm. things that like I I love being busy. Uh, yeah. As I say, I only abstractly like free time. So yeah. whenever I get it, I just don't know what to do with it. Right. Uh, so it's been it's been really really wonderful lately, wonderfully busy, but at the same time, I'd love to be busy working on you know my own music and stuff. Yeah, that uh, would be cool. Yeah, so I've been I've been really busy working on other people's music, which yeah. I love. Don't get me yeah. wrong. Yeah, and it pays bills. Absolutely so, man. Yeah. You've been watching anything good lately? Man, I've been watching a lot lately because yep. my wife uh, and I have been unpacking and yeah. setting up and stuff, and so we just keep something on. Um, We've gone through Broad City a bit again because yes. her mom hadn't watched it. And so we've been getting, like, when we've been hanging out with her mom, we get her to watch it. What's mom think about it? She loves it. Yeah. yeah she's, about, she's a big fan. Her I can mo- see my her, mom not liking it at all. Yeah. Well, her parents are uh, very intelligent. Her mom is, is she's a bright lady. Mm-hmm. She's, she's got a doctorate. Oh, look out. Pretty smart. And uh, she likes to laugh. So okay. the ladies of Broad City are right up her alley. My kind of lady. Yeah. Um, but we uh, we also went to go see Black Panther. I took my wife and oh, my yeah. mother-in-law to go see Black Panther. Tight. What was the opinion there? They loved it. Because uh, they're smart. My wife was a big fan. She has seen all the Marvel movies. Okay. So, like, she was up to date on it. Her yeah. mom hadn't, but I don't think you have to know everything nah, that's going on really. to get Black Panther. It's pretty It's pretty self-contained. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, we watched that. That was great. And also, we watched Return of the Living Dead, my wife and I, the other night, yes. while we were unpacking. Yes, dude, with the dioxin barrel and all that yeah, shit. Yeah, it's the best. Like, I, we got to cover it on the show. We do, I yeah. And it, I know it's like the unofficial sequel to Night of the Living Dead, and, you know, George Romero didn't yeah. necessarily like that nah. they were ripping uh-huh. off his property. But uh, it's so, like, it, it introduces the idea of zombies wanting to eat brains specifically, yeah. which is. I, I don't know. Tight. Uh, yeah, I don't know like the full logic behind it, but it's cool. Yeah. And then it also has that scene where the half woman explains why, like that they they feel the pain of being dead oh, and that they want yeah. to release it. Like that's a yeah. pretty cool scene. And there's some new dancing in a cemetery. Oh yeah, uh, that also had a huge effect on young Stevens development <laughs> of his penis dog yeah well my wife and i we noticed one she she's too skinny that, that she's a thin woman she's a very thin woman but uh she's got this 
But that, yes. like in the 80s, mm-hmm. all white women were told, no, you have to get rid of that, which yeah. is probably why she was so skinny. She was probably not eating because she was like, I got to get rid of this butt. Got to get rid of this butt. But like in the modern time, it's like, no, girl, you more. Need Eat more ham sandwiches. More of the butt. Because that butt is great. Yeah. <laughs> Good for her. Yeah. She Good was awesome. Her. I mean, she's in a lot of other stuff. Yeah. Uh, um, uh, trash is her name in it. <laughs> Punk rocker trash. It's a lot of fun. And there's dude. also a guy named Suicide. That there is. Oh, man. and the guy who plays Demon in Friday the Thirteenth Part Four, okay. I think. Yeah. But also plays Juana Man. Holy shit. Yeah. That's the same guy. Yeah, he's in Return of the Living Dead, which I think is one of his first roles. Damn. Yeah. Tight man. That's yeah. good. That's a great watch, right? It's there. It's an awesome movie. I absolutely love it, yeah. and it's like. It's more fun because, like, you know, Romero's zombie movies are more... They're Very fun, serious. but they're, they have a more serious yeah. message. Yeah. And Return of the Living Dead is just a lot more fun. Party zombies. Party zombies and brains and dancing and whatnot. Yeah. yeah. That's good, man. Anything else? Uh, I, we've watched some other stuff, but... Uh, it, uh, spoiler alert. We're recording a double header. Double header! Yeah. So I want to have something to talk about for the next episode. We'll get to that next time. Yeah. <laughs> next time on Dead and Lovely. What next else? time on Dead and Lovely. Steve's Here's a watching. preview. It had James Franco in it. <laughs> Dude, I recently kind of uh, I watched something that made me fall down a, a gigantic rabbit hole recently. I watched My Friend Dahmer. Okay. Which is based on uh-huh. a graphic novel about yeah. that was written by a guy that was apparently friends, friends with, with Jeffrey Dahmer. Dahmer. Uh-huh. Have you seen it? No. It's interesting. I, I won't really objectively say that it's like really good. Like it's yeah. not it's not really fun to yeah. watch. Well yeah. I mean, um, we know not how just, it ends. Yeah, and it's not just because of that, but it's just very kind of long and drawn out. Like, not really yeah. a lot happens in the movie, honestly. Does it include the story where Dahmer came to school with an entire glass full of vodka? Yep, he drinks okay. He drinks at school a yeah. lot in yeah. the movie. And it kind of cuts off, like, basically right at high school graduation. Oh, okay. Right, right when he meets the hitchhiker. Yeah. Yeah. So it kind of cuts off right there. So I watched that movie, and I was kind of like, eh... It was okay. Like I, I didn't, I didn't love it. Like I won't go and watch it again anytime. Yeah. But it was interesting, especially just knowing that it came from a guy that actually grew up with Dahmer and yeah. shit. So it kind of led me down this rabbit hole where I was like, man, I want to know what all stuff in this movie is true. Like the stuff about him, uh-huh. like sneaking into all these various different clubs and schools, like class pictures and shit yeah. like that, and like his prom story where he just like left his date at the prom and all this, all this stuff. I wanted to know if it was true. So. I kind of fell down this rabbit hole, as I often do whenever I'm learning about a serial killer. Uh-huh. Or just try to learn as much stuff about him as I can. Yeah. Apparently, that movie is quite accurate. Yeah. So, that's cool. But I went and, um, like, I read all the stuff on, like, Wikipedia and all that kind of shit. But then I also listened to, um, you know, last podcast on the left? Uh-huh. They did, like, a three-part Dahmer episode. Oh, okay. They just kind of told this whole life story. It was uh, it was a fun listen. It was a fun listen. Super, super grisly. They use a bunch yeah, of interview not good clips. Stuff. Yeah, Yeah. And uh, I listened to that, and it was it was an enjoyable listen. I would say check it out if you're interested in learning about that side of humanity, if you yeah. want to call it that. It's pretty interesting. Or that, if you're trying to make a sex zombie and you want to know how other people have failed. Yeah, how not to do it. Yeah. It's a good instruction. Don't pour battery acid into their brain. Nor boiling waters. Nor boiling water. It doesn't work. Apparently not. And also watched a bunch of like interviews with like his dad and like the interviews with him, you know, after oh, they caught him and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen interviews with him in um, a sociology class in yeah. college. We watched a full long interview with him, and it was just like, 
This is creepy because he can come off as pretty normal. Yeah, totally. Yeah. But then he can just talk about humans as though yep. they were literally just objects. Yep. And he has no attachment to them mm-hmm. whatsoever. Now, you and I were both born in like the mid late eight. Well, you know, mid early eighties, yeah. I should say. Uh, do you remember when all that was going on? No. See, I well, only I remember too... one thing, and it was like because he got busted in what 90, 1990, I think. Wasn't yeah. It? So I was six. I remember when he got killed. I remember that. Okay. Okay. But I don't remember anything else. The thing is, is like, I don't really remember hearing about it because I'm guessing our parents probably kind of knew us from that. Yeah. (laughs) They weren't like, hey, let's talk about this one guy. Yeah. Hey, did you hear about this guy? So I remember being, um, when I was six, I would have been in first grade. Mm -hmm. Um, Because I think most people start kindergarten when they're five, right? Or no, first grade when they're five. I think most people start kindergarten when they're five. I started when I was six because of my birthday. Okay. Yeah. So I remember like being in the line, like waiting to be picked up. And my buddy, Patrick Brooks, mm-hmm. I've known my whole life. Okay. Um, he was telling me about, man, I just heard about this guy on the news and he was drilling holes in people's heads and putting battery <laughs> acid in them. Dude. And I was like six and I was Way like, go, what? Patrick. Yeah. And I, Cause I, I didn't know what the fuck he was talking about, but I remember him telling me about this and being like, why would you do that? How does that work? Wouldn't Did his family want to eat him? Yeah. Like I didn't, <laughs> I didn't understand. And it was only like, you know, fucking 15 years later or something, whenever I'm actually learning about Jeffrey Dahmer and the stuff he did. And I was like, yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. I that's know the about stuff this. that Patrick told me right. about when I was like six. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, man. Cause you know, that's one of the major Big like serial killers that's been alive during mm-hmm. our BTK, um, yeah, him. and then the guy that was like, um, was it the DC sniper that was shooting DC people from sniper, the truck of his yeah. car? Yeah, those two. It was him and a, him and a young boy that he had been yeah. training. Yeah, that was fucking was way crazy. fucked up, man. But it's crazy that you know, I don't know. I mean, I, I guess you would say that Jeffrey Dahmer is probably the most famous serial killer in history, probably right. They caught him alive. I mean, you got you got Jack the Ripper, but because you don't know who he is, then his fame is just related to mythology. So, Jeffrey Dahmer, Ted Bundy, or you know, we we could see them. Gacy, yeah, Yeah. you could see them, and they went to court, and you could hear them talk about their crimes. That's fucking crazy, man. Insane, yeah. So I went down this little Dahmer kind of rabbit hole, and uh, it was pretty pretty interesting to learn about that guy's. Hobbies and exploits, man. Very, very fucking strange. Did he have stuff. any hobbies that were unrelated to murder? <laughs> like, did he collect stamps or uh, hardcore alcoholism? I guess that's a pretty fun hobby. <laughs> I like it. He took it seriously. Yeah. Oh well, I you know I'm an amateur at it. Yeah. 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 I don't, I'm not trying to go pro. Apparently, he loved horror movies. Oh shit! Yeah. Am I Jeffrey Dahmer? Oh, mm. look that out. makes sense. That makes sense. But apparently, a lot of his, um, well, like his last victim that you know would be victim that escaped. Yeah, the there. one that got away. And... Yeah, he said that he was playing Exorcist Three like on repeat all the time at his house. Dahmer Jesus. loved Exorcist Three. Actually, the whole Exorcist series, but especially Three. Apparently, yeah, that's crazy. Pretty fucking crazy. Um, wait, so they had he had the one that one victim escaped, made mm-hmm. it to the cops. And was unable to like explain himself, and Jeffrey Dahmer showed up and said, "Oh, he's my boyfriend, and he's been drinking or something." It's even worse than that. It was that fourteen-year-old yeah. like Filipino kid. That was the kid that Patrick was telling me about that got away that had battery acid in his. Yeah, head. he was running around naked in the streets. Yeah, 
obviously not speaking comprehensibly or anything like that. And um, yeah, the, some lady called the cops and was like, hey, there's this naked guy roaming yeah. around in the streets. He's bleeding and stuff. Cops went and found him, and he said where he had been. I guess he could piece together that much yeah. of sentences. And they took him back to Dahmer. Yeah. Took him back to his apartment and dropped him off there. And Dahmer was like, oh, he's my boyfriend. Don't worry about it. Yeah, and they didn't want to ask questions because yeah. they yeah. didn't want to get involved in gayness. Oh, dude. and Might rub off on him, I guess. Dude, there are recordings of their actual um, reports back to the police station. Uh-huh. And it really is like that. It's yeah. like me and I the know. boys are going to go back to the station and get deloused. It was just a couple of... A homos. guy and his boyfriend, yeah, a couple of like homos. Yeah. Like it's like really fucked up yeah. to listen to. And then later on, after it was all said and done, they were awarded they were awarded Policeman of the Year awards. Well, obviously. That's so they didn't fucking shoot fucked him. up, dude. That was the best yeah, thing so. that probably Jesus, happened all week. My God, man. It's a crazy, crazy, crazy thing, man. But yeah, my friend Dahmer, if you're interested in learning about that kind of mm-hmm. thing. It's uh, it's pretty cool. I definitely yeah. want to check out the graphic novel and see what all that's, yeah, that's about. Yeah, that interests me. I'd like to see how you turn that into a graphic novel. I'm gonna, I'm gonna bring it up to a slightly more optimistic, cheery oh, tone good. here. I just want to take a minute and say that I guess it was mm, a little bit less than a week ago is when I looked on the Twitter and I found out that Kevin Smith had uh-huh. a massive heart attack. That is, you're really elevating us. Yeah, we're coming up from from the <laughs> darkness to somebody almost beloved died. indie filmmaker yeah. might die. Yeah. <laughs> I just wanted to take a minute and say I'm so glad that Kevin is still with us, yeah. man. Kevin Smith is one of my favorite people and one of my one of my personal idols because he mm. is just a guy that shows you anybody can do anything, man. That's true. I really like that about him. I like I've read uh, one of his books. Yeah, really enjoyed or something. Yeah, tough shit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, All of his podcasts, man. All of yeah. his movies. Yeah, he's an interesting dude. He's uh, not afraid to be himself. Exactly. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I think so too. And again, you know, it's not like he's the best movie maker in the world, and he no. would never tell you that he is. But no. Red I'm a State huge was fan terrible. You didn't like Red I State? I hate Red State. We should cover it. For real? I absolutely hate it. No. Yeah. I love Red State, we dude. We should cover it and we should talk about it. <sighs> I would love to. Okay, yeah. good. We'll we'll save that. We'll save yeah. that for rainy. Day. I do. I do. Uh, I like most of his movies, but yeah. I really was disappointed in Red State. Did you see Tusk? Or... I haven't seen Tusk, but I you think we should Tusk? cover it. We should totally do that too. Yeah. Holy shit! What about Yoga Hosers? Did you see that? I haven't seen Yoga Hosers. It's either. not good. I don't I've like not, it. I've heard that. Yeah, yeah. it's just very 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 silly but i am so glad that, that he is alive he's actually coming yeah. to knoxville um i think in may oh that's cool uh which we saw him i think about two years ago yeah no i remember yeah. um actually it was the day that prince died was when he was here my my brother-in-law saw him at uh target in west hollywood no shit yeah just walking around doing target stuff that's awesome so yeah. we're gonna go see him and uh yeah just wanted to give a little shout out to Kevin Smith. Glad, Smith. Glad he's alive. Yeah, yeah. Well, this week, we are going to be not just talking about Jeffrey Dahmer and about Kevin Smith and other stuff. We're going to be talking about a little flick that mm-hmm. we watched actually right after we recorded our last episode. This mm-hmm. is actually the first time that we've gotten to watch a movie, a movie together. together. Yeah. We held hands the whole time. It helped. I got less scared. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We watched The Black Coat's Daughter, and uh, it's streaming right now on the Amazon Prime. Uh-huh. And uh, I watched it a few days before we watched it together. Yeah, and it was my first time watching it. Yeah, and it was my second time watching it, so I want to put some remarks about that. But it is 
it's a fucking awesome, awesome, awesome movie. I really yeah, enjoyed it. I really like it. This is if if you are a, a lover of us hating a movie, this will be a disappointment. Move along, move, move along. along. <laughs> now, usually, I, I want to put something out here too about this about this podcast and maybe other movie podcasts and stuff too. Um, now, Steve, whenever I listen to other movie podcasts, which I yeah. frequently do. It's not because I want to hear a review of the movie. It's because uh-huh. I want to know other people's opinions and insights right. and stuff into it. And if you are looking for just a review of The Black Coat's Daughter and you haven't seen it, I do not suggest listening to this podcast. Yeah, you should watch it first. Yes. It's not even long. It's about no, an hour and 20-something. Yeah. Uh, watch it. Yeah. It's so worth it. So yes. good. And the the conversation of this will make a whole lot more sense yeah. if you've seen the movie. Otherwise, it, mm-hmm. it'll just sound like a mishmash of us talking about things that happen in horror movies. Yeah, and don't let us spoil it for you. This is one yeah, of those movies. it's too good for that. Yeah, you do not want it spoiled or anything like that. So just before we get any deeper into this show here, I just want to put it out there that if you have not seen this movie, yes, we recommend you watch it. It's very, very fucking good. Mm-hmm. And after you've watched it, give this a listen. And yeah. rate and review us on iTunes. Hell Yeah. <laughs> Now, one of the main things about this movie is our our main girl in here, Cat. Cat, who's a very creepy girl. She is. She's played by Kiernan Shipka, and she Kiernan Shipka is amazing. She's from uh, Mad Men. Yep. Some other things you would maybe know, but mostly you'd know her from Mad Men. Mm-hmm. And in this movie, I think when they filmed it, she was sixteen okay. or so. She is now 18, about to turn 19. So she is very young. Yeah. And she is just amazing in this. Yeah. Like she is dedicated to being creepy as fuck. Oh yes, man. And not like like it's not it's not like someone thinking that they are creepy. <laughs> not oh, yeah. someone trying to be creepy, but someone who like knows what creepy is and yeah. can perform it. Yeah, definitely. I've seen some creepiness in my time, but yeah. She's creepy as shit. You know, before we get into talking about this movie, I want to take a little, I want to take a little quiz here with you, Steve. Oh yeah, and maybe find out how creepy we are. Oh really? Yeah. I mean, listen, I don't think I'm creepy at all. Okay. Uh, you know, I I've done some weird things in my time. Sure, maybe. sure. Uh, and. I do notice that when I'm walking down the street, people kind of cross the street. Okay. Oh, and I guess people don't leave their kids around me. Might be a little creepy. I might be a little creepy. You might be a redneck. You might be creepy. <laughs> if people won't leave their kids around you, you, you might, might be, be creepy. creepy. Yeah. <laughs> so I want to take a quiz here on BuzzFeed by Ali Velez to find out what percent creepy we are, Steve. Now, yeah, I'm excited. Let me ask you a question. Have uh-huh. you ever looked someone up on social media before going on a date with them? Yes. What? What? Huh? How? Wait, huh? When? Who? Listen. We got options. Let's see these options. Yeah. We got no way. People do that just on Facebook to see if we have mutual friends. Cool. Absolutely. Got to know what I'm getting into. Uh-huh. Yes. I've searched and even shared their profiles with my BFFs. Uh-huh. Or I have several fake social media profiles just for this purpose. No, absolutely. You got to know what you're getting into. Yeah. Like you you can tell. Okay, so let's say you're going to go. Because uh, I, I, um, 
I think we probably had different dating experiences because you've been with Kate for... I've been married for a long time. Yeah, you guys have been together for a really long, really long time. time. Um, I've dated a lot of women yeah. in the past, and you can really know uh, how a first date's going to go yeah. by looking at their social media posts. I would totally think so, sure. Yeah, um, I even got to point where before my my wife and i started dating where i wouldn't even get to the point of are we gonna go out on a date before i would check their social media okay, to right. see like are they just charming in person and then yeah. crazy in the rest of i don't think life? there's anything wrong with that i think no. that's the kind of thing that honestly keeps everybody from wasting everybody's yes. time and money yeah. you know yeah, exactly. there's nothing wrong exactly. with that i um it's definitely still fun to go on a date with someone, even if you know it's not going to go anywhere, if they're uh, a fun person. Yeah, sure. If it's just like, oh, we could be friends or whatever. Yeah. But, uh, man, you got to you gotta know what you're getting into. Okay. What about you, Ben? I, I have not dated in the widespread social media age, uh -huh. but I will tell you this, since I can't really answer the question that way. Um, anytime that I'm going to be hanging out mm -hmm. with, like, let's say, a bunch of other musicians or something like yeah. that... I do, I do have to tend to go a lot of times and like scope out band profiles. Yeah. Like, Damn it! What's their drummer's name? Uh -huh. <laughs> shit like that. I'm so fucking horrible with names. Yeah. And I feel, I feel kind of bad about doing that. Oh. Uh, Cause I just meet so many fucking people. I'm terrible with remembering names. So actually, I do have to stalk out people's profiles and stuff sometimes before we hang out, even though it's not really a date per se. Speaking of drummers, the drummer of that band, God Am. Yeah. Will Grimes. Will Grimes. Fucking ladder match. You at my side, Davy Stranger. Ooh. It's on. Taking it to the top. Mm -hmm. I'm going to answer that just on Facebook to see if we have mutual friends. Okay. So, Ben, yes. your coworkers are having a private conversation you can't help but overhear. Okay. What do you do? Put on my headphones and tune them out. Okay. Listen and silently judge them. <laughs> All right. Put on my headphones and pretend to tune them out while listening intently. Oh, Suddenly chime in on this very personal matter because I have something important to contribute. I am a total, total nosy snooper. I make no, no, I don't even try to hide that. Yeah. Total nosy snooper. I've definitely been in the scenario where I either have pretended to have my headphones on uh -huh. and music playing. Yeah. I've even feigned a phone call or two. <laughs> just hold that phone <laughs> to the face. I've totally fucking done that. That's, That's also awesome. like people avoidance skills too. Yeah. Done that yeah, too. Yeah, 100%. Airplanes, uh -huh. bus rides, stuff like mm -hmm. that. I'm not talking to this person next to me sometimes. Yeah, but you want to hear what's going on. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, totally. Put on my headphones, pretend to tune them out while listening intently. What about you? Oh, man. Okay, so this is... If I'm in public, I usually have something I'm doing. Yeah. Uh, so the only instance I can imagine where this would happen would be where I'm I'm eating somewhere. Yeah. And I, I'm not gonna put my headphones in because I'm usually talking with the person I'm eating with. Mm -hmm. But if it's me and my wife, I'll tell you for sure we're gonna listen and silently judge them. Yep. Totally. And then actually probably judge them aloud as we talk about it <laughs> quietly kate and i've definitely pulled that one oh yeah that one's fun times. it's so fun it's a fun date to go and make fun of other people on a date oh dude yeah we we were somewhere recently and we were definitely you know watching some people that were obviously mm -hmm. on a date oh yeah first God, dates dude. are real awkward those we're, are fun to watch for those of you guys who don't know steve and i are both old married farts mm -hmm. 
And I seriously, at age 33, I don't think I have enough energy left in me to like date again if I ever had to. I think it'd be done. Like the amount of energy it takes. I, to, I don't want to do it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It sounds terrible. It just honestly. Seems awful, like I think I've told my wife this because my wife has said that if she died, if I died, she probably wouldn't get back into dating. Yeah. And I know myself and I know I would get too lonely. Yeah. So I would get back into dating, but I don't want to ever have to do that again. Yeah. It's the worst. So like, I'm not a, a fake person on no. dates Mm-mm. and it's the worst when you go on a date and you can tell someone's not being themselves at Ugh. all, which is most first dates. Right. Yeah. And it's like, how does it ever get past this? Jeez. Uh, my wife and I actually, out. Our first date was I asked her if she wanted to come over and braid my hair, and then we watched um, Seven Year Itch. Tight. Yeah. Um, and that was just a real informal first date, and neither one of us is the type of person to pretend to be someone else. That was why I really got into her. I can't imagine trying to date again. Fuck. No, Sounds man. terrible. No, definitely not. Okay, so our next question that we have on here, Steve, is, have you ever smelled a baby who is not directly related to you? I felt gross even reading that. WTF, no. Yes, while holding my friend's baby. Of course, that new baby smell gives me life. Or, ugh, babies are the worst. How you feel about this, Steve? Of course, that new baby smell gives me life. I love babies. Uh, really? I do. I, I've babysat uh, a million kids in my life. Yeah. Um, I love everybody else's babies. I don't want to have a baby. Right. Sounds terrible. But gosh, babies and little kids, I have so much fun with them. They're so cute. And then I get to leave. Then you get to leave. And then I get to leave. Like, that's why they're really fun. But the moment that you have to actually take full care of them, it's it's like, oh, shit, fuck this. There goes the fun part. Yeah. I I hate babies. I do. I I think all all babies are just the worst. I don't understand them. (laughs) I can't communicate. True story. When I was like, um, when I was like, three and four years old right uh-huh. apparently my mom would show me like photo albums and stuff uh-huh of like oh look honey this was this is you when you were a baby just yeah. after you were born apparently when i was like three and four years old i would be like that's not me i was never a baby <laughs> <laughs> i claim to have never been no, a baby you were never a baby i maintain it yeah I, listen i believe it stand on my ground um you ever seen me as a baby <laughs> That's what I That's thought. That's a good point. Exactly. Um, I've never seen it. As a child, I didn't like babies yeah. that much because they cried a lot. But I, I did like my sister, who was a baby. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't care when she cried. And then as I got older, I just stopped. Like, babies don't bother me at all. I like them a whole lot. They're super cute. Well, fucking good for you, I guess. <laughs> you can have them. You can have all the babies. Well, they only get to be babies for a little bit. Yeah. Then they become normal Dude, humans. I'm telling you, as my friends and stuff have started having babies and everything, I have been so surprised by how not long they're babies. Yeah, it's so short. Like old Flat Earth Mitch Trueblood. Yeah, his baby is already grown yeah, up. Yeah, like he's, he's got he's a job. He's about to graduate high school. He's shaving. I know. Everything. But it's like, you know, right after he had the kid, it's like... We'd still go out places, and that kid would just be, you know, swaddled in a cloth or a backpack yeah. or whatever. They'd put him in a, in a purse, maybe a bowling bag. Yeah. And just sling him around. Because uh, you know, they they heal so easily. Yeah, exactly. Young. Stem cells are covered in them. Yeah. Head to toe. They're sw- swimming in stem cells. Yeah. But now, 
man alive, that kid is fully mobilized. Mm-hmm. And I feel like they just had a baby. And it's like, no, you've got a little person running around. Yeah, I think that's why I like baby so much because it's just a brief period. And it, it's like, well, it, let's enjoy this brief period where you're the dumbest human. Yeah. And you can fit your feet in your mouth. They can do that. It's really cute, though. Wow. <laughs> All right, what do we got next on this quiz? Uh, have you ever read something off your coworker's computer screen? Okay. This is a problem you probably run into a lot. Ben. Oh, yeah. Us musicians are always on our computers. <clears throat> uh-huh. I mean, the thing is, though, is like, actually, when you think about the typical, like, backstage hangout, it yeah. is seriously just a bunch of fucking dudes, dudes on their phones. phones. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, actually, we kind of are on our computers all the time. Yeah. <laughs> okay. It's not my fault if they walk away and leave their IMs open for anyone to see. Mm-hmm. No, it's an invasion of privacy. Okay. Uh, only when I thought he slash she was gossiping about me. Okay. Sometimes it happens by accident when I'm walking by. I've perfected the fine art of office snooping. Okay. All right. Now, I, I won't say that I go out of my way mm-hmm. or anything like to that. To read someone else's screen. Yeah. Like, I've never... You know, somebody gets up and leaves their phone. I've never, like, picked it up and been like, let's prowl through the pictures. I've never done that. I'm not that snoopy or anything. Uh-huh. Um, I just think that's kind of invading somebody's privacy, you know. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, if I sit down at somebody's computer and they're like, hey, pull up YouTube or whatever, I will definitely see what all's open on them other tabs. My eyes yeah. are scanning that and being like, what are they reading about? Yeah, here? like what? what? At-home circumcision reversal? What, Mitch? Mm-hmm. What, what is this on Pornhub you got here? What do you got going on here? Brother-sister love time. Grinder? Is that brother love? Nothing wrong with Grinder. <laughs> hey, well, unless of course you're with the NWA. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I would say like no, I I don't ever look at anyone's computer screen. Like I try to just ignore yeah. tabs and things. Okay. I don't right. know that I feel like it's an invasion of privacy, but I'm gonna say no, it's an invasion of privacy. I feel more like I I don't know like that. I wouldn't care if somebody looked at my tabs. Yeah. Because they would be like, why does he have 48 tabs open? And uh-huh. why are they all so strange? Yeah. Well, they're hooked together. I'll uh-huh. tell you that. You start with Badger, Badger, Badger. Yeah, start with Badger, Star Badger, Wars Badger. Kid. And then I end up with, you know, Star Wars Kid and uh, maybe uh, look at this, look at that. <laughs> look at this, look at that. Um, but yeah, no, I, I just don't, I don't know. I just, I think it's weird for some reason. I'm going to answer. I will walk straight up in somebody's bedroom and yeah. look at all their stuff. Oh, yeah. But on the computer screen, I'm like, no, that's private time. How about this for snooping? You ever look in somebody's medicine cabinet? Yeah. Okay. I just figure everybody does that Yeah, to 100%. Everybody. You got to yeah. see like, oh... Well, like, are are they doing lithium recreationally? Yeah, like Tosh from <laughs> Urban, Urban Legend, Legend. style. Uh-huh. That's a good thing to know, and also too, and this stems back to a very very early childhood dream which uh-huh. I might have mentioned before. I frequently check inside of people's showers every time I go to yes. use the loo in their well, house. Yeah, of course, because what if a killer might be there? I had a dream when I was probably about six years old that one time I was in the bathroom. And my fucking saber tooth jumped out from behind the shower curtain. Just like Martin Luther King Jr.'s dream. Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> I had a dream, brothers and sisters. That motherfucking saber tooth jumped out of the shower at me. I really did. I have like, been to the mountaintop. Ever since then, I have been like, I gotta see if fucking Victor Creed's behind the shower yeah, curtain. Yeah, he here. might be. Yeah. What if one time he is? What, what if he is? And when you open, he's like, I would have checked too. <laughs> and he walks out. He's like, you know, you went polite. Thank uh, you. You win. Thank you for checking. 
you know, that'd be really amazing if sometime you, you actually did arrange it to where you hid in my shower as Sabretooth with the full, like, fur man costume well, now, I mean, stuff. now I got something to do for Halloween. Yeah, I to now. Yeah. Sabretooth. So, <laughs> I'll answer, I've perfected the fine art of office snooping. I think awesome. that describes me best. We both work in offices. That is for sure. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. So, what do we got next on here? We got, which of these would you collect? Okay. Ticket stubs from concerts you've attended. Mm-hmm. Dolls. Mm-hmm. Doll parts. This is getting creepy. That whole song, gotcha. Your children's teeth, specifically mm-hmm. yours, not someone else's. <laughs> movie memorabilia, or true crime memorabilia and news clippings. Oh, wow, um, these are weird. Now, if it had just said children's teeth, I, my choice would be obvious. Yeah, but, but it's your children. You don't have any. Well, what do I want their teeth? Thusly, no teeth. Yeah. I don't collect anything, honestly, and all yeah. of these look like a waste of time to me. Yeah. Uh, I'd say the closest thing I maybe have is some ticket stubs. Not from concerts I've attended, but from movies. But I'll go with ticket stubs. Okay, that sounds pretty good. I used to do that. Um, I used to collect all my, my movie ticket stubs yeah. and stuff like that. And then it was just like, oh my God. like It's just trash. Yeah, it's just garbage. Like, yeah. What am I going to do one day look at this like fucking... You know, giant Tupperware container for Remember movie that time I saw X-Men Origins Wolverine? <laughs> oh, that was good. Toy Story 2 was all right. <laughs> like, really? So I used to do that, but then I kind of stopped. I think of these, I'm going to choose movie memorabilia. Yeah. Because uh, I'm at the phase of my life where I'm not really collecting tons of band t-shirts anymore. Mm. But I do love going on like Redbubble and stuff and trying to find all kinds of cool unauthorized movie shirts so okay yeah movie memorabilia i like that you uh said band t-shirts because that reminded me i uh, i don't go to metal shows anymore don't yeah. really pay much attention but do have some friends on facebook who post metal posters from yeah. time to time for mm-hmm. concerts are all bands now just a pile of branches like, oh yeah that's mm-hmm. what it all look like all of their all insignias logos. or logos just look like a pile of branches randomly strewn about a yard. Yeah, that's exactly it. That's exactly it. Completely yeah. illegible, defeats the purpose of even advertising. Yeah. I can't even remotely understand why people do this. Yeah, I don't it makes it. no sense. The best though is you sent me that that flyer from was it San Francisco Death Fest yeah. or something? <laughs> and it was all these. It was like a list of like twenty different like death metal and they black all metal look bands. The same. Yeah, and it was just like sneezing on a fucking slide. Yeah, and yeah. that was what the logo looked. I got like. a bloody nose and shoved some tissue up my nose and then pulled it out and opened it up and yeah, that's the name your of logo. our band. Yeah. Exactly. But then standing amidst all this is fucking party cannon party cannon partied in half partied in half dude. party cannon with a with a with a, a like a a party balloon like font yeah, it was like the toys r us font so great it's like andrew andrew wk death metal it's the, it's best. the best it's yeah. the best so their logo definitely popped on that one yeah where do you go party cannon? <laughs> all right what do we got next steve okay so uh, do you like true crime books, movies, shows, podcasts? Well, this is okay. pretty easy. All right. Uh, yes, I'm obsessed with every gory detail. I'm more fascinated with the psychology of the serial killer. It's not for me. Sometimes, if it's a compelling story about injustice. That was the original it? lyrics to that Britney Spears song. Sometimes it's a compelling story about injustice. Sometimes I hide. 
<laughs> Sometimes I'm scared. I'd say with with these right here, I'm gonna answer. I'm more fascinated with the psychology of the serial killer. Okay. And um, as I mentioned on other shows, I kind of go through these phases where I get really uh-huh. obsessed with learning about serial yeah, yeah. killers. As I've mentioned on this episode, yeah, yeah. and yeah, to me, it's just finding out what would make a, a human mind, you know, the same yes. animal as me. Do these kinds of heinous, fucked up things? I know it's crazy. It's fascinating, yeah. Yeah, because it, it really is. Uh, like we all like to think that the psychology is completely different, and it is for a lot of serial killers. But yeah. there are people out there who are just like any individual who have killed, and it's just a, a step. It's just yeah. one step forward that you won't make that they will. Yeah, that's exactly the only right. difference. Yeah. I would say, yes, I am obsessed with every gory detail. Yeah. You were one of the first people I ever met that was like really into yeah. learning about serial killers. Yeah, I want to know. I want to know all about it. And it's the, it's for the same reason as what you said. I want to understand the psychology. I want to yeah. understand how you're standing there. You've just killed your mom and you decide to decapitate her and stick your dick in her mouth. Yeah. What makes like, that next step happen? Yeah. How does that happen? My God, man. Like if you, if you look at uh, interviews with Edmund Kemper or you watch that uh uh fictionalized version of him on that uh netflix show but it's, it's really accurate to his actual yeah. interviews mind hunter yeah mind hunter yeah you look at that and you go like this is an intelligent dude who can very eloquently tell you exactly how he's feeling and why he was doing things yes and it's just it's just a step that he took that i wouldn't take yeah there's no difference really in he between was born without that off switch yeah he was born have. without that switch that goes like uh d- no like just <laughs> or don't you know what you may maybe your mom is annoying you right now yeah. but maybe you don't uh <laughs> chop off her head maybe i don't maybe know maybe not i don't know anyway how do you feel about hugs steve i'm a big fan let's hear it all right you got options here though uh-huh i don't like to be touched like at all okay hugs are reserved for my family and my besties uh-huh I will hug just about anybody who wants or needs mm-hmm. one. I prefer high fives. Or I've been told I hug a little too tight and sometimes linger a little too long. Gotcha. I will hug just about anyone who wants or needs one. Yeah. I come off as standoffish, I think, to a lot of people. But it's only because I, in the past, have been overly exuberant okay. about my hugs. All right, all right. And learned that some people of course aren't fans aren't fans so now i come off as standoffish because i'm actually like a dog you know how like zora you're your dog yeah how she wants to just jump in everybody's lap and she lick the that. shit out of their yes. face yeah. but like she doesn't but she's like always really at that, want to yeah she's at the verge of doing it yeah that's what i'm like with hugs with people like i understand that i'm i'm uh, i'm an inch away from uh cuddling the shit out of you but I know that that might be weird to you. <laughs> I can speak from experience and say, you're a good hug. Hey, man. I like to hug. You know, we've hugged many times. Oh, man. It gets dirty. I ain't ashamed. Some dirty hugs. I ain't ashamed to hug on Dollywood Steve. Gonna get dirty. <laughs> we just brought Brittany and Xtina into the uh-huh. same show. So what about you, Ben? How do you feel about hugs? Um, I'm going to say that they're, they're reserved for my family and my besties. Mm-hmm. And, but it's not really so much because of... Because of me being uh-huh. like, I don't want to hug people I don't know. Yeah. It's because I want somebody else to take that first step. Yeah, I do feel I like... make sure people are comfy with it before I initiate. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I do feel like before I was married and also before um, I recognized that uh, I'm a big dude and I might scare some women. 
Okay. I was a lot more like throwing hugs around and giving them to people that probably Just didn't necessarily them want them. Uh, and then... As I got married, I, I it was more like, well, I'm not going to just hug any woman because that would be weird to my wife. Sure. Every woman I see, I'm walking up and hugging them. And then I also started from to realize. Hugger. <laughs> <laughs> I also started to realize that, like, uh, you know, just just because a woman's cute and you think she's cute doesn't mean you get to hug her. Nope. Uh, so I, I feel better. I still do just want to hug everybody. Yeah. All the time, yep. but I don't. That's okay. I'm just like hey, a dog. again, there's that off switch we were talking about. Yeah, you just turn it off. You have it. All right, Steve, what do we got next here? How much do you know about your favorite celebrity? Oh, man. Okay, I don't even know who that would be. But yeah. anyway, just the basics. Their work, their birthday, and whatever they tweet. Okay, that seems like a lot. Uh, some fun cocktail party appropriate trivia. I've done a deep dive into some pretty personal information. I know where they live and where the house they grew up in is, and I may have driven by it a few times. Dude, okay. So, um, I can say that my, my favorite celebrity, if you want to call him a celebrity, is, of course, Steve Vai. Yeah, well, you're your real dad. He's my real dad, yeah. obviously. Uh, and I have done some very deep diving on him. Steve Vai, uh-huh. I, I mean, seriously, that guy fucking changed my life. Yeah. Uh, there's there's a mere two feet behind me, uh-huh. Steve Vai, Passion Warfare, gotcha. vinyl I record hanging yeah. on the wall. Uh-huh. That's my real dad. <laughs> I have definitely done some deep dive personal information. I've never, I don't know where he lives. I know he's in Encino, California. Oh, okay. And uh, <laughs> I don't know roughly where he grew up, but I've never driven by his house or nothing like that. But I will say I've done some deep dive into some pretty personal information. I remember like right when I started playing guitar and getting into Steve's music and stuff. Mm-hmm. On his old website, he actually had a huge section where Steve, like Steve has always worn his heart on his sleeve he's just always been one of the most open people in the world which weirds a lot of people out because he's a strange dude Uh, or at least can come off that way i guess because he's so open about everything well yeah being open tends a lot of people yeah to really have trouble with that but he had this whole section on his site where he put up he actually i don't know if he did it or he had some assistant do it but he had all of his old like journal entries from when he was like fucking 15 and 16 years old Mm. Like, when he was a kid, all his private, like, diaries. Because yeah. he's always kept a journal his whole life. That's crazy. And, dude, he I had, wish I was that person. I actually, I've done it for a lot of my life, actually. Oh, really? Like, yeah, a lot of them are over there on the shelf. I I have, uh, okay, I always have a notebook just yeah. like this. I'm always writing in, but I, I never take the time to write about my day or anything. You never just... did the uh, the hate diary? No. Dear journal, fuck you. Don't you want to know? Remember talking about that? <laughs> yeah. Wouldn't you like to know? You son of a bitch. Guess what happened today? Fuck off. Fuck off. <laughs> but he he had stuff on there about, I mean, I'm talking like stuff about him like losing his virginity, mm-hmm. like really personal stuff. And it was awesome. So like right yeah. when I got into playing guitar and I had time to be ultra obsessive mm-hmm. and just fucking go nuts about this stuff. Yeah. I definitely deep dove on that stuff. Yeah. Was, I, and it, they've not been up for a long time. On the website, it's been like, oh, coming soon. It's coming back. But it's been years, so I don't know if they'll ever put them back up. But I know that they meant a lot to me. I, I think what trips me up is where it says my favorite celebrity. Yeah. Because I, I, I don't have a favorite celebrity. but Other than Britney and Other Christina. Other than Britney yeah. and her thick neck. Um, <laughs> what, what I would say, though, is absolutely true. <laughs> Because I've listened to every episode of Harmontown. Yeah, you're a Harmonman. Yeah, and I, I have been to Harmontown. 
and yeah. I talked to Dan Harmon, and I do I do know where Dan Harmon tends to drink. Tight. I do also know where he lives. Tight. But that just comes from listening to Harmon Town. Yeah, yeah. Like so, he I puts didn't, it out there. Yeah, he puts it all out there. I didn't. Right. I also could say the same about Mike Mitchell from the Doughboys. I mean, hey, dude, Dan Harmon, he puts his trash out on the sidewalk. It's not. It's no problem if you yeah. sift through it. Yeah, that's part of the podcast. Find his old clothes. East, those are Easter eggs. Yeah, exactly. That's what he says, right? <laughs> the anyway, Doughboys guy. I also, it's also true that every single episode that we do, I read up on every person involved in it, and I come yeah. here with, I would say, some fun cocktail party appropriate trivia. I think so. Uh, but I'd say I've I've done a deep dive into some pretty personal information with people. Generally. Right on. Yeah. Well, let me ask you, Steve. How do you feel about your own farts? This kind of came out of nowhere. They smell great. I blame the nearest stranger or co-worker on my own farts. Why would I give them the credit? I don't know. When I'm at home or with my boo, I'm loud and proud. Yep. I try to stifle as much as possible when I'm at work or in public. Okay. I'm a perfect human who does not fart ever. <laughs> Beyonce. I don't know. I kind of like the way my own farts smell. Mm-hmm. Or I've done a little crop dusting in my time, but I'll never admit it. Okay. When I'm at home or with my boo, I'm loud and proud. Yeah? Yeah. My wife and I fart in front of each other all the time. Just going for it. We also don't close the toilet door. Okay. All yeah. right. We're that that couple. All the right. couple that most couples probably don't want to hang out with. Okay. Because it's like they know each other too well. Everything's right there. Yeah. We don't hide anything. Uh, loud and proud. Right <laughs> and on. You're better for it. This is a story that my wife would appreciate that I, I tell. My <laughs> wife... She's gotten a little older. She's obviously still extremely young. She's five years younger than me. Yeah. Um, right? Yeah. Five years younger than me. Um, but she... Her body has started to have trouble processing lactose. Okay. I've as heard this we all do. People. Yeah, we all sort of do. We all get a little worse at it as we grow. But hers sort of came out of nowhere. And one time we were making homemade pizza. We had fresh mozzarella. Mozza. Yeah, making fresh mozzarella, you know, fresh uh, basil, etc. Just make perfect, the pizza. delicious pizzas. And she was, as she was going, she was eating like the fresh mozzarella. Get you some. Okay, so a few hours later, we lay down to go to bed, and she let out what I would call was the casket of a thousand farts. <laughs> It seriously made me gag, and I thought I was going to vomit. It's like the, the souls of a thousand vanquished yeah, warriors. It was horrendous. As it came out, I'm pretty sure it said "fuck you." It was rough. Damn. Yeah. Um. So that's that is very personal information about being my wife and her farts. And that's how it goes. It is. And but you know, and you're better for it. That's true. Yeah. We we don't. Uh, we don't really have any uh, hang-ups, so yeah. that's nice. Yeah. I'll tell you the truth, Steve. I'm not really a gassy dude. Oh, yeah? Yeah. You know what? I'm looking at you, I would say that guy probably doesn't fart much. Yeah. It's yeah. it's just like kind of kind of when it's go time. And looking at me, you might mistake me for a fart. Maybe. Yeah. Is, yeah. That, is like he a that, fart? Is I that don't dude know. a fart? No, that's my friend. That's my friend. That's my friend. He ain't no fart. Yeah. So, uh-huh. like, honestly, I won't say that I ever even stifle much i'm not that guy really? who's just like oh my god i'm so dying to fart right now <laughs> it usually just like happens when i'm fucking taking I, a shit i honest i have to be completely honest i don't stifle either i just find a corner yeah you're over <laughs> here like why is steven standing in that corner and why does he look so happy yeah he's over uh, tooting listen i've 
I will say this. This is a theory I have. All right. The reason farts are funny yes. is because the first time that you need to fart, it hurts. When you're a baby, you're okay. like, what is this? Why is this happening? What and happened? then it releases. And it's like, oh. It's a funny yes. sound. And it has a sound to it. It's that even better. Pain goes away with the sound. This is the best. There's fanfare. Yeah. So after that, it's always funny. That's awesome. All right. What's next? Do you and your significant other share a toothbrush? You know, sometimes by accident, but whatever. All the time. Who needs a toothbrush? Oh God. All the time. Yeah. Kate and I share toothbrushes all the time. Do? You? Yeah. Like. Oh. Constantly, it's it's kind of like if both of the uh-huh. like uh, upstairs we have like you know like rechargeable like yeah. battery powered toothbrushes. Mine's dead. I use hers. At first, yeah. dead. She's mine. Uh, usually, whenever we like travel, mm-hmm. like you know, on, on like a vacation or something like that, we usually just one bring toothbrush. one toothbrush. It, I mean, I just don't really care about that kind of thing. It's kind of uh, like it's kind of yeah. we both use the same washcloth in the shower. Yeah, it doesn't bother me doesn't at bother all, me but at all. Uh, all it does bother my wife. Yeah, she's not she, about it. Well, and my wife has a very because. I have. She's uh, in the medical field. She's around enough germs. Yeah, so that she has. She's she's a bit germophobic. We wipe our dog's feet whenever she comes in from outside. And wow. Stuff. Yeah. Only if it's muddy do we do that. Sometimes I don't even do that. Yeah. We do it every time. We got wood um, floors. It doesn't fucking matter. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Emily would still be. Yeah. Yeah. She's still. So no, it never happens, but it it doesn't bother me. So I'm gonna say you know. Right on, man. All right. What's next on our quiz here, Steve? You see a celebrity eating at the restaurant where you were having lunch. What do you do? We talked about this last week. Damn. I saw Jared Leto. Yeah. <laughs> um, smile and mentally bookmark this as a fun story to tell my friends later. All right. Whisper and stare. Interrupt them their lunch to ask them for a photo, but politely. Okay. Pretend to take a selfie so I can get a photo of them behind me. Mm, okay. Um, I would say, given, given these choices... I don't know, man. Smile mentally, but more fun story telling friends later. I'll be honest. If there's somebody out in public that I see and their work has made a big impact on mm-hmm. me, I've really loved, I really love what they do, whether it's yeah. a musician or whatever. I will, I will politely just like be like, Hey man, not going to bug you. Just wanted to say yeah. thank you for everything. Yeah. That's not really the same as asking somebody for a photo. No, I don't, I'm, I don't do that. I don't either. I don't want photos. I don't want autographs. No, no, I don't. I, I, I don't. I've never just what would I do with it? I mean, yeah. what's the fucking point? Yeah. So I think the closest I could say would be to interrupt their lunch and ask them for a photo, but politely, even though I would never ask them for a photo, yeah. I would just politely say, I don't want to bug you. I just want to say what you do means a lot to me. I think that's the closest I can get. What about you? Yeah. I mean, that's what I would do. Absolutely. Is interrupt their lunch uh, to ask them for a photo, but politely, yeah. I wouldn't ask for a photo, but I would walk up and just be like, Hey, yeah, this is awesome. why I like you. Yeah. Thanks for being awesome. And then I would go back and sit down. Yeah. I yeah. feel like most of the people that I would do that to are also people that like probably don't get mauled by the paparazzi and yeah, stuff. That's all the true. Time. Also. Yeah. Most of the people I would be interested in doing that to yeah. be either like writers or comedians. Yeah, exactly. That most yeah. people wouldn't walk up to anyway. Yeah. Like if, if I saw like fucking Jennifer Aniston eating. Well, yeah, lunch, I'll, I'll, yeah. Then I would be like smile and mentally book. Yeah. Or this. maybe, maybe take a, a, a yeah, fake selfie. Yeah. Fake selfie. Yeah, maybe, maybe that. But it's I like, actually do that more with regular people. Yeah. I do that a lot with regular people where it's Same. like, because my wife loves beautiful women. So, and this is always, this is going to get me in trouble at some point yeah. where I'm trying to take a picture of a beautiful woman because I want my wife to see her and yes. she's going to think I'm the creep, ah, but it's gotcha. really my wife. Yeah. I'm not a creep. I'm taking the picture for my wife. <laughs> this it's sounds like, like a Seinfeld episode. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, 
yeah i i love i love I love having a camera on your phone to be able to uh, like document because I saw a dude one time wearing a Chicago Cubs t-shirt that was like way too tight and he was maybe a hundred pounds and this shirt was for a baby baby. shirt and then he was wearing shorts that came like his balls would have been falling out yes if he must have taped them up because he had to be 80 years old I took so many pictures of that guy and he was like power walking too but power walking in a way that I was still walking the same speed as him It was fun. Ineffective power walk. Ineffective power walk. You should post these on Instagram. Yeah, I should. <laughs> well, you remember like last summer? No, it was, it was actually like last winter. I took that like fake selfie picture so I could show you yeah. that that lady at my buddy's wedding that looked like the mom from Sleepaway Camp. Yes, Richard. She looked just like Angela. <laughs> I had to do that. All right, Steve. Have you ever laughed out loud at a joke you overheard in a stranger's conversation? P.S. This is a long quiz. Mm-hmm. It is. Um, answers are no. Yes, but silently, and I don't think they notice. <laughs> or, yes, laughed so hard, I snorted. Yes, laughed so hard, I snorted. I laugh at shit that happens around me all the time. Yeah, I can't help it. Yeah. Yeah. This, it's, in L.A., I always found, actually, this is one of the things I loved about L.A. Yeah. Is if I something crazy would be happening in a conversation, and you start laughing, people would just involve you in the conversation. Just yeah. like, hey, yeah. this dude, well, on the bus, that would happen. I don't know if... You know, if you were hanging out in West Hollywood at a a, a fancy restaurant, yeah. uh, it might not happen. But if you're just riding the bus through L.A., people on the bus don't give a fuck to suddenly include a random stranger in the conversation. Man, I'm telling you, there's so many times I've done that where I've overheard something funny. Yeah. People talking about it, and I just, I cannot help it. I bust yeah. out laughing all the time. Sometimes I, I also get, as I was texting you about the other night, sympathetically really sad at stuff that I see. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That night, Uh last week, Kate and I were at this restaurant, and there was this guy, dude. God damn, (laughs) he just fucking broke my heart so bad. He was sitting at the chop house by himself. (laughs) He just had a meal. He was wearing, like, like New Balance tennis shoes and blue jeans and a blue polo shirt. Oh, no. He was a white supremacist. He might have been a white supremacist. He was really sad. And he was eating an ice cream sundae. Was it vanilla? Himself. Yeah, it was vanilla. Did he separate the fudge? Did he have the he fudge did. on the no, side? No, he was treating himself. <laughs> he was really treating himself. And he was all alone, and he had the sports center text alert on his phone. Oh, God. It just, and he was probably like, I'm going to say like 43. I bet he thinks pudgy. he's killing it. Dude. And I mean, maybe, maybe he is. I don't know. But it made me really sad to see it. Yeah. I, that is sad. That is very sad. What's next? Um, have you ever played any of the following? Ouija board, Bloody Mary, Light as a Feather, Stiff as a Board. None of them, not really my thing. One or two of them when I was a kid. A couple of times, but only because my friends made me do it. Yes, all of them. Or the Ouija board is real, respect the Ouija. Nah, none of them. Never done any of them before. Here's a fun story about me. I got a Ouija board for my birthday. Really? Yeah, and, um, I... This year? Yeah, just recently. <laughs> no, I think it was when I turned 11 or 12, and it was 12, and uh, tried to use it with my sister, and then tried to use it with my sister and brother. Okay. And uh, then I took it back to Kmart and said, this doesn't work. It didn't work. Yeah. Okay. And they were like, okay, and they gave me store credit. <laughs> that Tight. is my like, Didn't only summon extreme. the devil. Disappointed. I, I, I actually may have tried Bloody Mary, too. Yeah. Yeah, I think I did after, um, gosh, I can't remember the name of that movie, but 
there's a there's a, a cheesy 80 hor- 80s horror movie okay. where they do that and i was like oh i'll try it did it work nothing happened okay bomber <laughs> all right steve have you ever had any of the following as a pet mm-hmm. snake ferret rat tarantula mm. none of these or more than one of these uh, none. None of those. I haven't either. They gross me out. All of those things. Man, Actually, ferrets don't, but... You know what and, grosses and... me out more than ferrets? Ugh. Ferret people. That's true. Ferret people. Ferret people are weird. Never known a normal one. You ever known a normal person to have a tarantula? Not once. Mm. Other than Buzz. Buzz is pretty cool. Oh, well, cool. Buzz, he was pretty normal. I mean, he, yeah. you know, he was going to pound uh, Kevin, etc. Yeah, he just ate a bunch of uh, uh, mice guts. Yeah. He should be good for a while. Ugh. Good <laughs> God. Um, yeah, none of those. So, uh, my, I know my wife likes rats. The only thing I don't like about them is their tails. Yeah. Other than Ooh. that, they're cute. Those big ball sacks that drag around are gross, That is too. weird, yeah. They're yeah. rocking them things all the time. Mm-hmm. Just big ass nuts. God, it has to be annoying. <laughs> for them especially, yeah. yeah. Yeah, All right, what's next? On a dating site, what? what are you most likely to lie about? Okay. Nothing. I'm 100% honest. My age. My photos are all lies. My whole identity. My relationship status. Jesus. Uh, nothing. I'm 100% honest. I think I'm awesome. <laughs> I Listen, I'm just going to have to go with this because it's the only thing that would make sense. If I was on a dating site, I would be lying about my relationship status. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. All right, Steve, have you ever thought about your parents having sex? Well, now oh. I have. Yeah, you just made me. Jesus. Never. Once when I was a kid and learned what sex was, sometimes I wonder if they still do it. Ooh. Or, well, now I am. Wow, I just well, said that. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. Okay, so this happened once when I was a kid. Not a fun story. My father was abusive. Yeah. My mother and my father got into one of those loud screaming, throwing shit. Oh, yeah. Yep. Uh, arguments and my mom told me to run next door and tell him to call the police okay yeah and i did like a dutiful four-year-old and then when i got back my mom and dad were in the bedroom making oh. loud noises oh no razzling that were sex and the cops showed up holy moly and then my mom was mad at me <laughs> yeah that's that, amazing it was a pretty amazing story so once when i was a kid I learned that sex was very complicated. Wow. It really fucked me up about sex for a long time, actually. I bet so. Because <laughs> I was like, okay, wait. She told me to go do that, and now she's mad at me? Sometimes it's foreplay. Do you ever try to get your wife got arrested. Like, in an argument or something? You're yeah. like, this is what you do, isn't it? Yeah. You fight some. Yeah, you throw glasses and shit. Yeah. yeah. Duh. Wow, dude. This is the longest quiz we this may have ever This is the longest, taken. dude. It's so fucking long. Um... So I'm going to say, well, now I am because I, I just yeah. said that uh-huh. I, it has crossed my mind before because my parents, my parents were totally not in a good relationship yeah. when I was a kid. They, it, nobody's abusive or nothing like that. But I think that they basically like only had sex to procreate. I think that's the only times they ever did it. Oof. Yeah. I think that's just, I guess just how it was. Oof, my goof. Yeah. Slept in separate rooms, all that jazz. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. a great relationship. Exactly. Exactly. What's next? Uh, when you see your ex with your new love, do you picture them having sex? What? Uh, okay. No, I have completely moved on. Just for a brief moment. All the time. And then I compared that image to my own memory. Yes. And in that fantasy, I'm also participating. No. Oh, um, 
I yeah, I can't say I do, honestly. If I yeah, I don't see exes very often. If I see them with someone, I'm like, oh good. I'm not like I wonder how what it's like when they're fucking. Yeah. Ooh. I'd like to see that. Already really like the next question. <laughs> Hit me. Do you own any disguises? Hmm. Halloween costumes don't count. All right. No, I have nothing to hide. Okay. Yes, for when I am somewhere I don't want to be seen. All right. Yes, so that I can check up on someone without them knowing I'm there. Mm. Yes, some nights I like to go out as my alter ego and live a secret life. Maybe I do. No, but I totally would if I needed to spy on someone. So what, what, what do you say there, Ben? Well, <laughs> here's a true story. True story. Davey Stranger. Uh-huh. Your friend. Otherwise right? known as the guitar player for Skankbanger. Yeah, that and guy. And successful solo artist. He lets you take pictures of him and post to yeah. your like, Instagram uh-huh. and stuff. Yeah. Leader of Davey Stranger and the Strange Love Band. Uh-huh. Um, Actually, Ben Eller is the alter ego. Oh, shit. You're in your costume right I'm now. I'm in costume right Damn now. Damn weirdo. Davey Stranger is the real me. Yes, some nights <laughs> I like to go out as my alter ego. <laughs> Davey Stranger likes to dress up and be positive. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Yeah, that's exactly what he does. That's awesome. What about you? Uh, I have nothing to hide. I really no, don't uh-uh. own any disguises. And actually, my Halloween costumes are always pretty lame. Uh, the past two Halloween costumes I had, I had a white T-shirt that I wrote "I don't care about Halloween" on. It's true. And then last year, I uh, took a white T-shirt and drew a, a ghost on it yep. and wrote "Here for the booze." It's pretty good. Yeah. It's pretty good. I love Halloween and I love that people dress up. I'm just not a dressy uppy type guy. <laughs> now, a couple of years ago, I dressed up as Davy Stranger, dressed up as Peter Pan, <laughs> which is like the best costume I have ever had in my entire life. That dude. is amazing. Davy Stranger as Peter Pan. I should, I'll send you some pictures and we'll put that up on the That's Instagram. That's awesome. Okay. Because Davy <laughs> Pan, he, I'll tell you what, you've never seen a more lost boy in your life. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Steve, do you like haunted houses? Oh. Our choices are nope. Only on Halloween and as long as it's more funny than scary. Okay. Yes, I live for theme park horror nights. I like to visit actual houses and hotels that are haunted by spirits, not some fake ass carnival attraction. Or I am a ghost hunter. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Got pretty serious. I am hunter. Ghost hunter. Can you kill that which is already dead? I don't think so. I don't think you can. Mm. I'd like to eat some ghost meat, though. <laughs> mm. Ghost steak. Yeah. I mean, I heard from Pac-Man it's good. And I've eaten Pac-Man. <laughs> yeah, it's A delicious true. bologna. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, you know what? The answer to this is, is nope. But honestly, if somebody tells me a place is really haunted, I do want to go in there. Yeah. I... I've never experienced anything that I would say has anything close to really? like actual belief in in ghosts for yeah. me. But like I have heard weird sounds and stuff. But that honestly is just normal in That's any just place a case with of the wood. Bubble gut. Yeah, it's just a case of bubble gut. <laughs> so I'll say I like to visit actual houses and hotels. Blah blah blah. I'm gonna say uh, I live for theme park horror nights. Going yeah, to, they're like, fun. Yeah, like Cedar Point and stuff like mm-hmm. that during Halloween horror nights. The most fun. Mm-hmm. I don't go to a ton of haunted houses, honestly, because I'm usually yeah. just so fucking busy all the damn time. Yeah. But I'm okay with it. I enjoy it. It gets me in that Halloween spirit. This is the longest quiz ever. Holy shit. Yeah, there's more seriously. questions. Well, 
it, it at least puts off us just uh, talking about how much we love Black Coat Star and how movie. great it fucking it's is. It's really, really good. Stay tuned for that coming soon. Yeah. Um, <laughs> do you like to scare people? Uh, okay. Only in a fun, harmless way, like surprising my roommate in a gorilla costume. Okay. Or a saber-tooth costume in the shower. <laughs> in the shower. <laughs> nah, it's not nice or funny. Yes, I live for that look of terror after a really good prank. No, but I love watching videos of people getting scared on YouTube. I love watching videos of people getting scared on YouTube. Do you? I do. I absolutely love them. That one where the guy, it's like some kind of like high school uh, event. The guy in the, the, in the uh, trash, trash can? can. Yep. Oh, that's the that best. That guy just boxes him in the face, puts yeah, him out. I love, I love so those. Funny. I've seen a bunch. I want to say I saw one recently that was like a really good scary thing. Oh, yeah. It was when this guy... Um, he had like a really realistic rubber snake attached like fishing line attached like a clothespin. Okay. And what he would do is he'd walk up behind people and he'd put the clothespin with the snake on it like on the back of their shirt and then tap <laughs> them on the shoulder and be like, there's a fucking snake. <laughs> and then the people like see it and they freak out and run, but of course it's attached to them. People are like jumping on top of cars. People are going nuts. That's hilarious. It was really, I mean, I wouldn't be stoked if it happened to me, but no, it's fun to watch. No, um, I, I have to go with nah, it's not nice. But I do think it's funny sometimes. Yeah. I think it can be funny. Spooked him. I'm not a big fan of pranks. I'm not a big fan yeah. of, of scaring people. But sometimes it can be funny. Yeah, so it can be sometimes. Oh, we finally... Finally, are we are end. here at the end. What did you get, Steve? Uh, I got 50% creepy. God damn, it's the same thing I got. We answered so much of this stuff I differently. Know. It's a picture of April Ludgate. It is. Uh, huge fan. Awesome. Big crush on... Uh, on her for oh, yeah. always totally you definitely have a dark side but it does not define you you're probably more familiar with tv vampires like angel and spike yes than you are with the likes of nosferatu i'm familiar with all three 50 50 yeah 50 50 yeah. that's the exact same thing that i got these quizzes man well you know it just really reaffirms that you and i uh-huh are spice girl style to become one because tonight is the when to become one I need some, some love like I never needed love before I'm gonna, gonna make love to you, Steven Yeah What? We just kicked that ass Maybe we did Spice Girls Well now that we <laughs> We're know We're gonna get sued by scary <laughs> Yeah, and it's over Just scary is gonna be Everyone else is gonna be cool with it But scary is gonna be like, no Dude, Posh is the litigious one for sure Yeah, I'm imagining Yeah, of course Posh She's is. gotta be uptight about And Ginger, stuff. I think, is already in like an old folks home because she was yeah. like 35 when they started yeah yeah she was she was like way older than everybody <laughs> <Yeah>. else <laughs> well now that we found out how creepy we are which is 50 percent, so 50%. together we are one creepy dude i think i feel like that is just the safe answer they give yeah. if you're over 50 percent creepy they of course don't tell you you're no. more creepy than that because uh -huh. then you fucking will hunt down Alex, whatever his name was. Yeah, yeah, and go after him. Yeah. Find out where he lives. Mm -hmm. Read his journal entries. Yeah. Stuff like that. Yeah, maybe jump out of a corner with a gorilla suit on and stab him. Yeah, could be. Could happen. <laughs> well, now that we're through that here, we're going to talk a little bit about this week's movie that we watched, which is The Black Coat's Daughter, which, as I said earlier, in case you forgot, spoiler alert, if you don't watch the movie, don't listen to this podcast. Just go watch it. It's really fucking damn good. Now, Steve, you watched this movie for the first time alongside me the yeah. other night. Uh -huh. How creeped out were you while we were watching it? Oh, it was super creepy. We were super under the creepy. influence. Yeah, yeah. We'd had some drinks, etc. Yep. Um, it was super creepy to me and was immediately just wowed by Kiernan Shipka. I thought yes. she was doing so good. Yes. 
Uh, and then Emma Roberts is amazing in this. Everybody's so good in it, and it's yeah. just it it's be it just it creates that sense of of tension throughout. Yeah, absolutely. So and this foreboding, and you know something's going to happen yep. throughout, but you never know what it's gonna be. And that's my favorite kind of scary movie. You yeah. guys, you guys that listen to our show regularly will know that like. Some of my favorite horror movies are those slow burn atmospheric flicks like yeah. The Witch, uh-huh. The Shining, yeah. uh, The House of the Devil, Rosemary's yeah. Baby. Like those are some of my favorite flicks, and I really in The Witch, of course. Yeah, The Witch is amazing. I feel like if you're on board with those movies, you will like this movie. Yeah. But if you're the kind of person that is like, when I watch a scary movie, I just want to see blood and gore and entrails and jump scares and stuff jumping out at me and stuff this like that. This is not it. Yeah, this is not for you at all. No. I think that a lot of people would find this movie... Um, boring. Yeah, I do. Yeah. I think a lot of people would find this movie boring and kind yeah. of slow. Yeah. And I'll be honest with you, the first time that I watched it, there were a lot of scenes where I was like why are they spending so much time on this? Yeah. Like, especially like at the first of the movie when you've got Kat and she's talking with the priest in his office. Mm-hmm. That is a long scene where she keeps looking off yeah. and you don't know what's happening. Yeah. But then later it oh, all comes dude. together. I'm telling you, man, like the first time we watched it, I was like, okay, I get it. This girl is weird. She's taking forever, you know, staring off in the distance, answering these questions and mm-hmm. shit like this. But dude, the second time around when you know what the fuck is going on? Mm-hmm. It makes that shit insanely nuts. Have you watched it again since we watched yeah. it? Yeah, I watched it again, of course. I wanted to be able to, uh, you know, see those different moments where yes. she's obviously looking at the black coat. Yeah, and dude. Where she's talking to the black coat and not to the person. Yeah. And, like, yeah, it all comes together once you've seen it this through is a, once. If totally. you watch it again, it's all just... This is a second so watch easy movie. To understand. This is totally a second yeah. watch movie for me. Where like, I'll be honest, the first time that I watched it, and it got to the very last scene, and then the credits started rolling, I went, "Really?" Like I said uh-huh. it out loud. I was watching it with Kate, and I was like, "Really?" Yeah. And afterwards, I told her, "I was like, I really don't know how I felt about this." I'm yeah. like, "I gotta think about this a while." She's like, well, "What did you think?" Because she knew I was really excited to watch it and stuff. And I was like, "I gotta think about this some. I really don't know." Mm-hmm. And then I thought about it a little bit and I started going, damn, oh, wow. You know, I started really kind of coming to terms with what the fuck the movie was about, actually. And then the second time that I watched it with you is when I really realized how fucking sick this movie is. It's so good. I think it's fucking badass. And I think think we'll need to give just what would be a simple synopsis of the movie. But before we get into that, I want to talk first about uh, writer-director of this, Oz Perkins. Who this is um, technically his first movie, though his other movie, I Am the Pretty Thing That Lives in the House. Oh, I never watched that. You should see it. Fucking awesome. It has Alice from Luther in it, and she's great. Yeah. Um, it came out wide before Black Coat's Daughter, but Black Coat's yeah. Daughter premiered at Toronto International Film Festival in 2015. 2015, yeah. But didn't come out fully until 2017. Okay, right. So this was his first movie, but it's not the first one that people were able to see. Okay. Um, Oz Perkins is the son of actor Anthony Perkins, a.k.a. Norman Bates. Oh, no shit. Uh Uh-huh. Oz Perkins also played young Norman Bates, a 12-year-old Norman Bates, in Psycho 2. 
No way. Uh-huh. He's... Okay, so this was directed by the son of Norman Bates. Yep. I did not fucking know mm-hmm. that. That makes this so cool. Yep, it does. And the music the music is Elvis Perkins, who is his brother, who's also the son of Norman Bates. Holy shit. Um, his mother was actress and photographer uh, Barry Berenson. Okay. Now, this is really interesting. I think I wouldn't normally bring this up. Yeah. Um, unless I thought it had to do with the movie. Mm-hmm. His father was a bisexual man. Okay. Who didn't have sex with a woman until he was 39 years old. Wait, whose father? Uh, Oz Perkins. Really? Anthony Perkins was a homosexual man. He had relationships with a ton of famous people, including Rock Hudson. What? what? Yeah. Yeah. Didn't have a relationship with a woman, uh, a sexual relationship until he was 39. Whoa. Uh, He met Barry Berenson when he was like 41, and then they had, uh, you know, their kids. Yeah. He died of AIDS-related pneumonia Whoa. in 92 or 93. Holy moly. His Norman mom, Bates died of AIDS-related yeah, pneumonia. Yeah. I, I, and, I, mean, I did not know that. Anthony Perkins, was he, he, he was a, uh, an actor who, who had so many roles. But yeah, Norman Bates is his most yeah, famous that's role. It. For yeah, that's sure. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, wow. His mother, Barry Berenson, died on... American Airlines Flight 11 on 9-11. No fucking way. Yeah. Seriously? So, I think Holy that, shit, I what? think that affects the understanding of this movie. I think it affects what we're supposed to get from this movie in some ways. Uh, you might be right. Yeah. Um. Holy fuck, I did not know that. Yeah, and I wouldn't normally bring that up if I didn't think it had something to do with the movie, because otherwise, you know, Oz Perkins Whoa. has his own career and stuff that's worth talking about, but... His relationship with his parents and what happened with his parents definitely has plays into yeah, what happens sense. with Catherine yeah. in this and her parents. Wow. Yeah, because I feel like so much of this movie especially is about the searching for a father. I yeah. think a lot of this mm-hmm. movie centers around that. Yeah, searching for a father and that uh, sudden loss through accident. Yeah. Like... The opening of it is her having a dream, and yeah. she sees a car that was obviously in a crash, and she says, like, Mom or something, yeah. and then you hear, like, she's supposedly talking to her dad, but in this case, it's not her dad. Okay, now this it's is something black that, coat. again, the second time around, yeah. I noticed this, too. You never see his face. You never do. The person she's, she's calling dad throughout is the black coat. It's the thing she's seeing in the corner. Yeah. Um, so I love that's that. Crazy. Again, I just noticed that the the second time through as well. Because the yeah. first time you just assume she's walking with her dad or maybe a police officer or something like that. I yeah. don't know. Yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, it, it's real interesting because this movie is about loneliness. It's yeah. about losing your parents. It's about creating a fantasy world to yeah. maybe even creating a family of your own, just something to belong yeah. to. Something to belong to. Yeah. Yeah. Which I'm sure this guy must have felt after his. Dad died. His mom fucking died in 9-11. Yeah, like those Holy are shit. crazy things. Like, yeah. Two of the biggest, uh, I guess, uh, killer things you can think of, AIDS and, and terrorism. terrorism yeah. yeah, like that's those are the things people think of like, oh, no, I don't want that to ever yeah, that'll, happen. That'll never and happen to me. both happened to him. It's crazy. God damn. That so, is crazy. Give us a brief synopsis of this flick, Steve. Okay, so the synopsis of this movie is that uh, a girl's school, 
yes. is having a vacation at the end of February. Yeah. Basically a week off. Everybody's going to Hogsmeade. Everybody's going to Hogsmeade. Going to get some butterbeer, et cetera. Honey Dukes. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. And they're, they're, they're getting off for the week. The parents are coming to pick them up. And two girls' parents don't come to pick them up. One girl's parent, Rose, her yeah. parents don't come to pick her up because she told them the wrong date intentionally. Yes. Because she thinks she might be pregnant and she needs to talk to the guy who... Baby daddy. Is the baby daddy. The other girl, Kat, we don't know why her parents didn't show up. Uh Uh-uh. Though, the movie seems to indicate that they died in a car accident, perhaps. Yes. They died, it seems. It should seem, yes. It seems pretty definite they died. It seems from her dream it was a car accident. And... What happens then is that Kat, who already seems lonely before she even knows her parents aren't coming. Yeah. She's already worried that the headmaster is leaving, or not the headmaster, but the priest is leaving for uh, a a day and he won't be there at her recital. Yeah. She seems very disappointed in that. Definitely. That's that's, her makeshift father figure. Yeah. And that's when she sees the black coat in reality for the first time. Maybe. I think. It's the first time we see her see it, but she may have been seeing it up to this point. But you don't even see it. We don't even see it. Yeah, we don't even know for sure. the second time through. Yeah, not until you you know that that is what's happening. You don't see what's happening. Um, But then she, um, over that night... She goes down to the basement to the, what do you call to that? The boiler. To the boiler room and is worshiping a shadow in the boiler room. My God, that scene. It's fucking crazy. Holy shit. Then the next day she seems a bit ill. She calls one of the nuns a cunt. Yeah. They send Rose outside to shovel the walkway. While she's outside shoveling the walkway, Cat kills the two nuns. Yep. Then Rose goes back to the dorms. Falls asleep for a little bit, wakes up. She's walking in the dark hallway. Cat comes out of nowhere, stabs her to death, cuts off her head. She cuts off all three of their heads, takes them down to the boiler room. The headmaster and a cop show up. Why that cop's there, we'll talk about in a little bit. Yeah, exactly. Headmaster and a cop show up. The cop finds her in the boiler room with the heads. She has scissors in her hand. She won't drop them. He shoots her in the shoulder. She gets out of the mental institution nine years later. And in an attempt to bring the black coat back because she was exercised before going to the mental institution, an attempt to bring the black coat back, she kills the parents of Rose at the school, thinking it will bring... Who were just inadvertently picking up a hitchhiker. And that's that's actually a really poignant story because Bill, the father, says he has his long speech about how he sees God in coincidences. Yes, And she really takes it to heart. She really does. She's like, like, cause she seems standoffish at first, but he talks about that. And then she, they say, he says, ask her where she's going. And yeah. she says this city Other town. Yeah. Yeah. That's just past Bramford. And he says, well, that's quite a coincidence. Cause we're going that way. And she's like, oh, you're going to that city. And he says, no, I'm going to Bramford. And that's where you see it click in her eyes. Like, uh-huh. oh, is this, is this the black coat talking to me through coincidence? Because that's where I killed her. And then she finds out that it's Rose's parents and it all seems to come together. And she goes into the bathroom 
And she just she goes, dude. She like has that giggle, that like scene. It's all coming together, and this is gonna make the black coat come oh back God. to me. She yeah. laughs and then like stifles it immediately. It's so good. That's yeah. fucked up though. I hadn't really thought about that. That that guy's speech that he gave her that was supposed to be all about about God, God and stuff. Yeah, but she's like. She's like, this is an amazing coincidence for Satan. Yeah, because that's fucked up. I haven't I've been about missing that. my Satan buddy who oh, was exercised from me, dude. Yeah, that. But like again, this isn't told in a linear narrative, no. and so when you come to that end, you get to see all those coincidences come together, and her stab those parents to death yeah. right before you see the exorcism scene. Yeah, and you get to hear what is legitimately, I think, the most sympathetic phrase in English language when someone says don't go yeah it like you get it like it doesn't even matter if you're you're the one leaving them it doesn't matter if you're the one leaving them you know that that don't go means like I will be alone when you're gone yeah exactly yeah it's the saddest thing yeah dude even though she's a killer and the thing she's saying don't go to is a demon yeah and then maybe at the very end of the movie after Emma Roberts has done all this stuff and killed all these people to try to bring the demon back to her. She is left alone yeah, again. Yeah, he doesn't come back to her. The end of that movie is so oh, it's fucking crushing. Yeah, yeah. And it's dude, it's like it's crushing even though you're like, she has killed at least six people yeah. that we know of in order to summon a demon back into her body. Yeah. But at the very end of the movie, when you see how upset and how much sorrow and stuff she has while she's, she's so standing alone. on that road yeah. alone. And it's silent too. Yeah. It's so fucking awesome. Yeah. It's so awesome. But then, yeah. you know, like the second time around when I was watching that scene at the very end where it just shows her standing in the road crying, uh huh. I would almost swear right before it cuts to credits, there is the slightest, like only way I can describe it is that, that Mona Lisa style smile oh like maybe it is coming back dude like in the last frame if you'll go back and watch it but again like mona lisa style totally ambiguous yeah maybe it's not maybe it's not there it it's i mean the movie is as far as the horror goes to it it's up there yeah the level of like terrifying just unsettled the whole time unsettling shit is is so high yeah and Everyone is so good in this. What do you think the scariest part of the movie is? When she stabs Rose. Because she yeah. just comes out of the shadow and she she has no emotion on her face. It, dude, it totally is like Scatman Crothers. Yeah. Like just that Down I'm coming nowhere. straight for you. Yep. Specifically just to murder you. Yep. Just that hardcore intent like Jack Torrance has. Mm-hmm. It's kind of that same sort of intensity. She's just emotionless and doing Holy going, cow, dude. And she like pulls up her hair to cut off her head Ooh. and then cuts away. Like that's, yeah. It's, it's just so remorseless and cold. Yeah, I think, um, you know, it's it's so funny with this movie, man. The first time that I watched it, if you asked me what the scariest part was, I would have been like when she's down there in the boiler room worshiping. Oh at, yeah, at the and she's boiler. like, like the way she she's like bowing. It's is really like weird. Real weird. It almost yeah. looks like they chopped maybe a few frames. Yeah. out to they, make it. It's not like jerky, like. Mm-mm. Like what you see in other fucking stupid exorcism mm. horror movies where people yeah. move all spazzy. It's not really like that. Um, 
it just looks slightly unnatural, mm-hmm. slightly robotic or something in the mm-hmm. way she's doing it. It's very strange. So if you'd asked me the first time, that's what I would have said is the most scary part of the movie. But the funny thing is, is like upon rewatching it mm-hmm. the second time, the scariest parts of the movie are like the most boring parts of the movie. Like yeah. where she's sitting there in the office talking with the priest and stuff. Yeah. Because you realize now, and, and I don't know, this is the thing about this movie. You realize who she's talking to and what yeah. she's looking at over and his shoulder. And what she's laughing about. Yeah. Like and what did the, what did it say to her that she thought was funny? Holy shit, dude. And like knowing that, you're looking all over the room for any shadow, yeah. any like sign of this thing. Uh-huh. And that's what's so unique to me about this movie and it's something I can safely say I have never experienced in any movie uh, I've ever seen no. is being terrified of something that is invisible. Yeah, you don't even get a sense of it. No. Like, it's just, you know it's there the second time through. That's yeah, it. exactly. And knowing that you are looking for something that is invisible and being, I don't know. I, I, I can't put it any other way. I've never been scared of something I can't see before. Yeah. But in this movie, it happens, and I've never had that happen before. Yeah, it's, I mean, the, the tone throughout, the eeriness throughout Whew, is really just like, it, you, it keeps with you. Like, I remember when I left, I was still thinking about it after we watched it. Just yeah. like, that's fucking, like, that would just be like, I, I mean, have you ever walked into a room where somebody's talking to themselves and you hear them say something like real weird? Yeah. And it's just like, what could possibly have led up to that moment? Yeah. <laughs> like, how did that get there? But then like, I've on. done it too. I've been talking to myself and said some weird shit. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I, I know that weird. it's weird. But like. Every moment with her, with yeah. with Catherine throughout, is that. Totally. Anytime someone's around her, it's like they know that she's she's talking at them, but not to them. Yeah, it's it's real weird. The scenes with her and Rose are real intense. Especially, she keeps saying to Rose, "You smell pretty." It's so fucking. And weird. it's real weird. It'd be really easy for that to be lame and not scary yeah. too. Like it well, really yeah, would have been could, easy for that. Kieran and Shipka made this role. Like she destroys it. She's yeah, amazing. she and Emma Roberts are yeah. able to be that weird. Like, yeah, totally. So because it could have come across as overacting. Yeah, easily. I completely agree. I but really, no, really they do did agree. So good. And that's the cool thing about this movie too is that it, you know, again, again to to bring it back to a lot of my other favorite horror movies, I'm just seeing this real big theme, overarching theme through a lot of my favorite flicks. Very small cast. Yeah. Real small. Slow build and also the sense of isolation. I it's, think Yeah, it's got that shining yeah. type of uh They're isolation. snowed in. It's just like these two girls in this huge school. Well, it's basically just the two girls and the two uh sisters basically through the whole movie. Who are both dressed like uh Shelley Shelley Duvall. Duvall in in The Shining. Absolutely so, man. Which I know was overt and I want to talk yeah. about some of this movie's influences and stuff, but I find that that's a case with a lot of my favorite movies. Again, whether it be The Witch, there's like four people in The Witch and they're in this very isolated yeah. scenario. I think there's just something about there's something about that that unsettles me very much. So yeah, and I'm it's always a, kind of biased towards liking movies that feature those kinds of scenarios. It's a realistic feeling too, especially a lot of those use snow yeah. as an isolator. Totally. And it like anybody who's lived anywhere where it snows a lot, you know what that feels like. Well, dude, too, I mean, especially growing up here in Tennessee. And yeah, stuff, when it snows, you can't go anywhere. You can't go anywhere. Yeah. I mean, it's like I have been 
stranded and isolated yeah. in the snow many, oh, many, yeah. many, many times. And it's not even, you know. It's not a lot of snow. Even. No, yeah. huh? But yeah. it's like any amount of ice or snow on these roads out here, you cannot get out. Like, I know people make fun of how people in the South can't drive on snow and stuff like this, but dude, yeah. it's impossible. Well, why would we own snow tires? Yeah. We really, normally right? have good weather. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but whenever there's snow and ice around here, you are isolated. So I think that that kind of thing hits home with me because I've yeah. been there. Yeah. That isolation, my um, my uncle built his house up on top of a very large hill yeah. in Jefferson County here. Yeah. And when it would snow, like, there was literally no way to drive a, a no. truck. Even if you had a, a truck built for that, yep. it wasn't, the hill was too steep. Totally. And so when we would be up there snowed in, you really do get that feeling like... I'm up here alone. I, there's nothing. The Just house, like, there's the house nothing I grew near up us. in was, like, in a valley. Like, uh-huh. it, it was on one road and... You know, to the right, there's a gigantic hill. To the uh-huh. left, there's a giant twisty hill. Uh-huh. And I remember all these times when we were kids and stuff where we'd have, like, a really bad snow. There was this one year, dude, in particular. It was fucking terrible. We had propane heat in the house, uh-huh. you know? And whenever you run out of propane... The, you have no more heat. Yeah, you have no more heat. Uh-huh. And the truck has to come out and fill your propane tank. Uh-huh. We watched the propane truck slide down the hill this one year while we were snowed in and our heat was off. That sucks. Yeah, so we just had to live, like, a week... Mm-hmm. And also, too, we had a pipe bust. Jesus. Too. So we were like, our water source was, for like a week, going outside and getting uh, bowls of snow. And letting it melt? Letting it melt in the bathtub and then boiling it. Jesus. Like, that's what we fucking did. You couldn't do anything else. Yeah, they, I mean, like, preparing for the winter down here is like preparing for something that may never come. Yeah, exactly. Or maybe it does and you get maybe it does destroyed. And, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's got that good isolated feeling. Yeah, I think what you're saying though, the small cast, like, I um, love that. I love it. We we should mention, of course, if if for some reason you are listening to this and not watching, or you didn't catch this when you did watch it. Yeah, Kiernan Chipka and Emma Roberts play the same part. Yeah, just nine years apart. Right. You um, don't know this while you're watching it. Yeah. Until maybe a certain point. Yeah, because uh, Emma Roberts refers to herself as as Jane or Joan. Joan, yeah. But then it later shows us that she escaped from the mental facility and killed a woman named yeah. Joan and took her ID and her purse. Um, her she's actually Catherine. Uh, it's that's a good bit of uh, casting too because they do look similar. They both got Dude. those strong eyebrows that. Well, are, the funny thing is, is while we were watching it, you know, it's at the first of the movie, and you don't. When you're watching the movie the first time, you don't know that the timeline is wonky. No, you don't. You have you no idea. You just assume everything's happening simultaneously. Kate and I were watching it, and it's like there's one point where, I can't remember if it was me or her. I think it was her. It was like, man, are they supposed to be sisters? That's what it looks like at yeah, first. Like, yeah, they like, really did cast those two very well. Mm-hmm. And they both have the same like kind of like blonde but with little dark roots showing and stuff. Like They look like they could be sisters. Well, and you'd also get that like maybe she is... Because it shows her looking at the map. It shows her looking at the city where the girl's school is and stuff. Maybe she's going there to be like, our parents are dead. Yeah. So there are reasons why you might think like, oh, these are going at the same time. Or it's like, oh, her parents aren't coming, but her older sister is or something. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. So, yeah, you, you don't get until a little later when you see the picture of Rose. Uh, James Remar, who plays her dad, and Lauren Holly plays her mom. James Remar shows her the picture of his daughter. Yeah, that's and Dexter's dad, right? That's Dexter's dad, yeah. <laughs> um, and Lauren Holly, of course, from Dumb and Dumber, or the psychologist from Crank High Voltage. Who is she in Dumb and Dumber? She's the, the love interest. 
No fucking way. That's Samsonite. Her? That was way off. Oh my god, I didn't yeah. realize. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Her more important role is as the psychiatrist in Crank High Voltage. No, though. no, no. Crank. I never saw that. You should watch Crank. What the fuck is that? The Crank, they're the best action movies you can imagine. Really? They're they're so good. You huh. like you really legitimately people who haven't seen Crank are probably listening right now and going, no, they're not cool. I saw those previews. They look stupid. Huh. They're fucking awesome. They're so funny. They have, like, so many, like, inside jokes throughout. Yeah. Like, just real weird shit. Those aren't the ones with, like, Jason... Jason Statham. Yeah. I have seen these. Okay. They are Jason awesome. Statham and Amy Smart. Yeah. Yes. It is like playing, like, a really great arcade game. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Those are ridiculous movies. <laughs> yeah. And she's so awesome she's in, that too. in that. Yeah. Uh, but Lauren Holly, she's so good in this. Yeah. Like, especially when she... Delivers you can tell, that. you can tell, like her relationship with her husband is just falling apart. Oh, yeah. after the death, and of that happens. That happens. But of course, it's been nine years. Yeah, they've they've kept it together for nine years, but they've obviously not kept it together because he is picking up random people and telling yeah. them they look like his daughter. Yeah, like basically, he's not he's not moving on past her death. Yeah, that's and the impression she's I not got. getting to actually process it because he's acting crazy i think so too yeah i think so too it, it, she has that great um bit where she's she asks him like she asks uh emma roberts Catherine, uh if if he said told her that you know she looked like her daughter or whatever yeah. and she Which says indicates this has happened yeah exactly well and later she asks do you tell these people our daughter was murdered yeah it's a real like brutal bit of of what's going on, but because like relationships fall apart from the death oh of a child. Oh my god! Yes. Let alone a murdered child. Just yeah. a child dying can make a relationship fall enough, apart. Yeah. So, um, it's surprising they're still together after nine years, but they both give great performances. They do. Um, I really just, I would say the thing about this movie that you really have to get into is. Mm-hmm. What is the black coat? Okay, now that's something that... That's the only thing that kind of bugged us about this movie is like, why is the movie called... The Black Coat Black Coast Daughter. The original title of the movie was February, February yeah. which is you know when the movie takes place. But yeah. what is the black coat? Of course, there's that, that weird, you know, kind of creepy song that plays in Written the movie. Written by Elvis Perkins. Really? All those songs that sound like they might be some old, yeah, timey they're song. They're not. Written by Elvis Perkins. No shit. Just for the movie. I just figured this is just kind of like what they usually do in horror he movies where they fucking, repurpose some old song. He fucking helped to make this movie, right? Because it gives a legitimacy to the black coat Whoa. idea. It makes you feel like, oh, that does sound like a song I may have heard that's been around for a yeah. long time. But he wrote it just for this. Like, wow. Um, huh. And those songs give... First off, they say... They tell you the story of what's going on. But they also give legitimacy to what the black coat is. And the black coat essentially is a demon. Yeah. Right? But is it a demon? Okay. Or is it a hallucination that she has? Yeah, 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 yeah. Because that seems more likely. Because demons aren't real. Right. And the real legit threat of this is Catherine. Uh Uh-huh. Like, the black coat doesn't hurt anybody. There's no moment where a door slams shut on somebody. There's no, like, true. Nothing, demonic yeah, paranormal really activity. Happens. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. So, 
like the the black coat may be just what she sees but then why does it go away when the exorcism happens yeah so then it must be a demon right i like to think that i mean i like to think that this movie just went straight for fucking yeah. satan yeah, because that's what she says when the cop yes. comes in. Hail Satan. Hail Satan. God, dude, she is so morbid and fucking creepy yeah. when she says that shit, too. Yeah. It's amazing. Oh, my God, dude. See, like, seriously, Kiernan Shipka. She kills this movie. She fucking kills it. And she, like, she's always been good. You watch her in, in uh, the first season of Mad Men, even. It's like she's 11 or something, yeah. and she's great. Yeah. But in this, like, she's just fucking Holy shit, creepy. Dude. As, yeah, totally creepy as fuck, man. I love it. Uh, I like to think I like to think that that it is straight about you know a demon or a real demon, yeah. Movie. Like, but if you think about it through the whole movie, every time that you see a a father, he's and wearing the, a black coat. It, correct, and yeah. this is a father, as in literally a biological father, uh-huh. or this is as in a priest, a yep. father, because obviously the priest at the school, yeah, black. Whenever she is walking in her dream next uh-huh. to the, the faceless man, who wearing a black seen, coat, black coat, and I thought it was clever too. The um, uh, Rose's dad, you yeah. know, that picks her up uh, as a hitchhiker. Even his outfit that he wears is very subtly priest-like. Like he's, yes, he's wearing like a white T-shirt under a black button-up shirt. He, so you, he has that white little uh, thing at the neck. He like does, a priest and does. he talks about God a good bit. Uh huh. And here's the thing that I noticed on my second watch through. He mentions getting her a new coat a yeah. couple of times. Yeah. She's does. walking around without a coat. Yeah. He's like, oh, we have this other one. It's like, for you or whatever. Like the black coat to her represents that warmth that wow. a coat actually provides. She oh, yeah. is willing to go without a coat because she's without him. Yeah. Like she's so lonely for the black coat that she would rather be cold than to replace him with an actual coat. Yeah. It's that's crazy. Sick. That's it's awesome. so good though. Yeah, like it's the the depth of of this movie I it's I don't feel like I got as as much into it as I I want to cuz like uh-huh. I really wanted to break down the lyrics of those songs cuz I think those songs tell the story in a clear way. Yeah. Like in a way that that if you you broke down the lyrics, you might get more of what's happening that isn't talked about in yeah. the movie. But again, like the black coat is definitely, I think, representative of a demonic presence and seems to at least for her represent Satan. So when she gets exercised, she believes it's gone. Yeah, and that would maybe lend some credence to what you're saying about the Mona Lisa smile at the end. Yeah, yeah. Or maybe she realizes right there at the end, oh, he was never gone. Like, he's yeah. right here. All or I have he to was do never is real. Murder. Or he was never real, and I'm not alone. I am always just have murder as my I, friend. I love how ambiguous it is. Dude. Yeah. I absolutely love it, man. Yeah. I. And it's such an interesting thing, too, man, because typically in, like, every other movie that we see with possession and exorcism and all this stuff. And of course there's a million of them. Uh Uh-huh. It's always treated like this is something the person doesn't want. They, they want to get rid of it and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Man, dude, it's, it's really such a fucked up thought to be like, what if somebody really wanted to be possessed? Yeah. What if just having somebody, just having something there. Yeah. Is, is more than being, you know, 
Better godly. than being alone. Better than being alone. Better than than people not thinking you're weird. Yeah. I'd rather have that that black coat in the corner of my eye. It's so it's so like brutally sad and no, it's extremely sad. Fucked up, man. I mean, yeah. like I said, just just to think that like I would rather be possessed than be alone. That is so fucking dark. I, I mean, I I think that that is the root of all of this yeah. is here's here's what i came to when i was really trying to think about it is that the being alone is the worst yeah. but not being it's not being alone. like i like being alone yeah, i totally. like being alone for a period of time etc knowing somebody's coming back eventually knowing someone's coming eventually yeah, exactly. knowing that i'm not alone tomorrow yeah. Knowing that uh, it's not a loneliness that persists. Yes. But when you are alone, whether it's the good or the uh, the bad way of being alone, mm-hmm. what happens is you start reflecting and you start creating. Oh, yeah. yeah the yeah. moment you're alone, you start reflecting on yourself or past events and you start creating meaning behind all of it. Wow. Them. And so this is what happens with her is mm-hmm. that she's alone. She's reflecting and she's creating and what happens when she reflects is she discovers she doesn't like people. She doesn't care about them. Mm-hmm. And what happens when she starts creating is she creates a being that will be with her even though she hates people and wants them to die. Yeah. And that's the thing she wants. God, she wants to be able to kill, but to have someone there with her. And yeah. so the black coat is that thing. It's the wow. thing that makes her happy. It's the de- she has that darkness in her. Is well, because she, she obviously has no problems killing for the black coat. No, she's fine with it. Yeah, it's like it's not like she's like oh, I really don't want to, but I know that it'll summon this thing. Yeah, it's almost like it becomes the the means to justify her murdering and stuff. Huh? Yeah, she said she gets that call and. <laughs> yeah, who the fuck is on the other end of that phone call? Well, I, is it anybody at all? Is it anybody? What she hears is they're not coming. Kill all the cunts. Yeah. And she just gets off the phone and goes and does it. Goes and kills them cunts. She does. She now, goes and fucking... That, it is brutal, too. And, and that's, that's an issue I want to talk to you about and see what you think about. So the, the, the cunts in question... Uh-huh. Would be, of course, Rose and the two uh, sisters. Uh-huh. Who are are they nuns? I think they're supposed to be something like that. Yeah, because they're, they're not they're, wearing habits. Like, yeah, they don't wear habits. So they must. She. They were Shelley Duvall Rose costumes. Rose calls them sisters, and they referred to as sisters. I think they are literally literally sisters, sisters maybe, and yeah. they are very like twin like again, like yeah. The Shining. Yes. And they're even wearing very slight variants of Shelley Duvall costumes uh-huh. from The Shining. The yeah. one is wearing the fucking corduroy exact overalls, thing, yeah. exact Shelley Duvall. Yeah, the other one is wearing just a different color, different, color different pattern. That's what they call a palette swap in there the video game world. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> She's a palette swap. Yeah, like Shelley Scorpion Duvall. versus Sub Zero. That's it. <laughs> so she, I think she's probably the Scorpion version. I think so. I like mm-hmm. to think so. Now, let, here's the thing. Okay. Because whenever I watched this movie, I think maybe the second time, I was like, why the fuck did she kill the sisters and stuff? And I got to thinking about the sisters in the movie, and it kind of led me to to an interesting idea. And I want to mm-hmm. see what you think about it. So 
Earlier on in the movie, we see the two sisters. They're just kind of, you know, whatever, being normal old people, I guess. Yeah. But then Rose and Kat are alone together. And you can tell that Kat annoys Rose, and she just thinks she's weird and creepy and stuff. And she tells her a story about the sisters. About how they worship Satan. Yes. And I think it's just to weird her out or bother her or hopefully, you know, creep her out or something, right? Yeah, she says that they were burned and that they wear wigs and that their eyebrows are fake. Yeah. And that they together worship Satan. Mm-hmm. And Kat's eyes kind of like get big when she says that. And later on, whenever she kills them mercilessly, I think it's because she viewed them as her competition. She's jealous. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That's what I thought, too. She was like, I have to be daddy's girl number one. I have to be Satan's number one daughter. And if these two broads, according to Rose, who I'm going to believe because I'm a crazy person, according to Rose, if they worship Satan, those they're my competition. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to take them out and prove that I'm number one. Is that the motivation you got? That's 100% it. What happens is basically she, you know... After that, and it, you know, we have a little bit that happens in between, but they go to that dinner and they start to say grace, and she's not saying grace, she's just staring at Rose. Okay, I have something about that. Okay. Too. And then they they stop and the, the one sister tells her to say grace and she starts trying to, and of course she can't, as we learn in the exorcist. Yeah. Can't say the scriptures nope. or whatever. Uh uh-uh. uh. And then she stands up and she pukes. That's in the witch. That's also in the witch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's right. That's can't, say the, scriptures. The, yeah, can't say the scriptures. Can't say the scriptures. Yeah. So yeah. she stands up and she pukes, and then they're checking on her, and she says to the one sister, "Get your hand off me, you cunt." Yeah. And then that, right there, is like the moment I think where her jealousy is purely shown. Yes. Because nothing. They've done nothing to no, her. No. There's no reason not. for her to feel that way. Uh-uh. She's mad at them she because them. she thinks Satan will like them. Exactly. And Good. she wants Satan to only like her. Yeah, that's exactly what I thought of it, too. Mm-hmm. That's exactly. Now, here's the fucked up thing about that, um, about the dinner scene and stuff you're just talking yeah. about, right? Because, uh, you know, after I watched it the first time, again, I was like, why have this big overarching storyline of Rose thinking that she's pregnant? Okay. Because that, that seems like that's going to be a really big deal throughout the movie. It does. And... It is kind of a plot device uh-huh. for her to, you know, tell her parents the wrong day to come mm-hmm. so she can just go and talk to her boyfriend or whatever and say that she's pregnant, right? And her boyfriend gets mad at her. Yeah. Her. It seems like that's... I thought women had a way of shutting that down. Yeah. <laughs> it seems like that is kind of just a plot device for her to end up at the school by herself. Yeah. But it even keeps going beyond that, too. Okay. And... Okay, so she's late for her period. She's like four days late for her period and stuff. She's starting to think that she's pregnant. And she keeps checking through the whole movie and stuff to Mm -hmm. see if she's got a period, and she doesn't. So at that dinner scene that you were talking about, and again, this might be me looking way too much into shit because I just love looking into stuff like this. At that dinner scene where you're talking about she's saying grace and she's staring at Rose, Mm -hmm. she's not staring at Rose. She's She's staring at Rose's belly. That's where she stabs her later. Yes. Uh, first. There's that too. Yeah. So she, she specifically isn't staring at her yeah. like in the face. Yeah. She's looking directly at her stomach the whole so time. So Rose might actually be pregnant. Well, here's the thing. Yeah. So she stares at her stomach 
and then asked to say grace, she starts like projectile vomiting and stuff, right? Which, you know, vomiting, frequent sign of morning, yeah. morning sickness, as uh-huh. a pregnant person might be. And then what happens right after that, but Rose, wearing her like pure white bathrobe, goes to the bathroom, and suddenly she's gotten her period. She killed the baby. It's She killed that baby. Basically, what I'm kind of getting at is like, I wonder if there's some sort of, maybe even sort of subliminal or just suggested like, I'm going to call it immaculate misconception, <laughs> right? Yes. Which sounds like a Black Dahlia Murder album or something. It does. <laughs> but it's like, I wonder if that's the case. Like, I, yeah. wonder, I wonder if she somehow like destroyed the pregnancy. I, yeah, I would believe that. It'd and just then, be freaky and fucked up. Yeah, because while she's off in the bathroom, that's while she's murdering the, the yeah. sisters. I mean, what happens basically, what I gathered is the sisters one of them gets the call that I'm assuming is the headmaster telling her that Kat's parents are dead and he's going to come with the police officer to tell her that. Now, that's all conjecture because none of that is said. Yes. In, but, but they tell the priest... Rose to go and, and shovel the walk yeah. down to the earth, meaning basically, I guess, they're getting Rose out of the way so they can... That's try to dialogue help I didn't understand. I didn't get it. They said it twice, I and think, or three times, down to the earth. Intense, yeah. Too. And it's I, also possible they got a call from the black coat. That's what I'm saying. And they willfully sacrificed themselves. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah. I thought the same thing too because they seemed weirdly like willful about mm-hmm. that and very specific about it too. Yeah. It was really strange, but whenever the the priest shows up. He's with a fucking cop. Yeah. Why would that happen? Yeah, it has to be that her parents are dead and the cop is there to inform her of the news. Or that the cop is there to arrest her because they found out that they'd been murdered. That's also possible. That she murdered her parents the last... Because it's February 22nd. Yeah. So that would mean she had been there probably two months ago for Christmas. Oh, right. She could have killed them and they could have been... Just rotten away. Rotten away, yeah. It's something that I think, again, is super ambiguous in the movie. Yeah, There is. There's nothing there telling you what possibly There's a, could have happened with that. Just a ton of ambiguity. Yeah. Which, it's so fun. Which yeah. I like, dude. Like, yeah. so many fucking scary movies, they spell everything out for you. Yeah. And leave you with nothing to fucking talk about on a podcast. Sometimes they have, a, they have the main villain give a PowerPoint presentation. Yeah. Like an urban legend. Here's what happened. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the whole time, the hair is getting bigger, too. Just bigger and crazier. God, yeah. dude. Oh. I think that this movie's ambiguity with stuff like that is, is absolutely beautiful. Because yeah. it leaves me sitting here thinking, like, was there any other signs in the movie that maybe she killed her family or mm. anything like that? Like, I like movies that leave you something to kind of chew on afterwards. And this is absolutely one of those movies she may have had that plan like i'm thinking of it now and i'm thinking of what happens when we first see her in the priest's office yeah she may have had the plan to kill everyone that's left at the school during the vacation already at that point and that's why she was like how long are you gonna be gone yeah because she wanted to kill him she is very specific about that she wants to know exactly how long he's gonna be gone when he's gonna be back etc like yeah she could have been pushing that off to 
wait for him to get back Ugh. to kill him as well. God. Yeah. Yeah. She could have had the whole thing fleshed out already is yeah. what you're saying. Yeah. So like from the beginning, she could wow. just know exactly what she was going to do. And then Rose kind of throws it off maybe by being there. Yeah. But she comes up with good enough reason to kill Rose too. So Now, one thing that bugged me about about people's reactions to this movie is because it seems like every bad review, whether it be in written form or I've listened to a few podcasts of people reviewing this movie mm-hmm. that really, really did not like it. Huh. And it's because they didn't fucking understand this movie at all. Like I, I listened to one podcast review where they were talking about how they're like, well, I don't really get it. Like, it seems like the story is about this demon that inhabited this uh, cat girl. And then like nine years later, it possesses this Joan girl to do oh. the same things. And it's like, dude, were you not even paying attention? Maybe don't have a podcast where you talk about movies yeah, that you maybe only watched that. once. Yeah, or, or didn't even fucking pay attention to while you yeah. were watching it. Like, you, you maybe get into it if you want to understand. Like, I should think. It, stuff like that just really pisses me off. And it, honestly, like, I kind of think that they could have buried the lead more about oh, Joan yeah. and Kat being the same person. Yeah, because like, it kind of comes it comes out maybe halfway through the movie. halfway through. Yeah. You start, because honestly, specifically whenever the dad shows the picture of Rose and yeah. she's like, oh, she was killed nine years ago. Uh-huh. Like, that's when you go, oh, so this is taking place in the future. Yeah. And then you go, oh, they look alike. That must be her. Right, yeah. And then it shows you, specifically, yeah. her choking a woman and then lifting up her ID, and it says Joan. Yeah. Like, I honestly think it was kind of spelled out a little too well. Yeah, I didn't see... I don't see how people would miss it. Like, It's just dumb. Like, I feel like the complaints that people have about this movie a lot of times are just dumb. Well, that's true about a lot of movies. It's true about a lot of yeah. movies, man. Rose is just as lonely yeah. as Kat. Totally. She's just as dejected and sad and separated from everyone else. Yep. But she's not she's she's not turned to Satan. Like she Yeah. So like <laughs> there there's a difference and it seems you know, definitely we know that Rose has this father that, that really loves her. Her mom definitely does too, but she's less dedicated to never forgetting her and wants to kind of have a natural normal life after that yeah but she's not been able to deal with it because her husband's gone insane and starts picking up random people and saying you look like my daughter yeah but she has good parents what we don't know about cat is anything about their her parents she may just be crazy and her parents were great and she yeah they just died or she killed them or whatever yeah but there is there is a sense of abandonment like totally. that call where like she calls and she's like, Hey dad, it's me. Yeah. Cat. She like, sounds so separated. Yeah. That, but like, how could you be anything else at that point when your parents forgot about you? Yeah. Like that's the understanding you have unless she killed him. Unless, unless that him. was all acting. Cause she does it in front of one of the sisters. Totally. Yep. She could have been completely acting. Yep. But just the same way Kiernan Shipka plays it both ways. Where so ambiguous, dude. So ambiguous. You don't know if she's doing it to to act or if she's doing it because she's legitimately like. So my parents just forgot about me. I guess. Yeah. It could it could be played either way. Yeah. So yeah. Again, I I, I can't imagine why somebody would dislike this movie 
because they didn't put any effort into it. <laughs> no, uh-uh. but I think Rose, I think Rose and Cat uh, are two sides of the same coin. Like, yeah, Rose, Rose just has more support than Cat does. And yeah. what what could possibly have happened if Rose was in the same situation? Would she have started worshiping the black coat and right. hail Satan and all that? Probably not, but maybe. You know. I'm not going to sit here, though, and say that this is like an absolutely perfect movie. I mean, it it seems like we're kind of coming across that way so far. I would say that my major problem with this movie, if I can point out some of its Uh its faults, two things come to mind. Yeah. I don't like that scene. I feel like this is one of those things that was like a producer-pushed executive decision. That scene where we see Kat... um, wakes up in bed and she does that like weird like backbend. Yeah, that, that is, is so out of place in this it doesn't, movie. Yeah. That I mean that seems to make it almost clear that it's demonic possession, but yeah. then like everything else is more ambiguous, so why throw that in? Yeah, I know. And considering that this movie does not rely on jump scares no. or like I said, shaky, twitchy, weird movement yeah. and stuff like that. That one thing did pull me out of the movie yeah, quite it was a lot. A little bit strange. Like when it got to that part, I was like, "Oh, oh, it's going there," because there's so many. I mean, I feel like ever since like fucking well, I mean, really, honestly, ever since the exorcism, uh, sorry, the exorcist crab walk, uh huh, it's like, oh, people contorting their bodies is scary. Yeah, that was a big thing in Emily Rose. Of Emily Ro- exorcism of Emily Rose. Yeah, the yeah. Last exorcism. I think All they that, did that. Dude. Yeah. It's like, do we really have to hear bones crunching and people contorting their bodies in another? Exorcism movie, Veronica. Veronica. Right? Yeah. It's like, it's just, that That to me is so, considering that this movie does things that are not overplayed yeah. at all, the want to be possessed, the slow burn yeah. and all this stuff, it just seems to me like this is somebody that was holding a check, was like, no, 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 you got to put in part Yeah, I won't see that weird stuff. She contorts her body. Mm-hmm. That took me out of it. And I really wish, even though that scene is all of five seconds long, yeah, which also makes me think it was there just to appease somebody yeah. who's writing a check. Maybe. That took me out of it. I don't like that. And I'll say the only other thing in there that to me is kind of a logic hole is how did Rose's parents not recognize yeah. the girl who how does she, brutally how do they not murdered recognize her daughter? Yeah. It's like, I know that before she murdered her, you know, she was... What, 15, 14? Yeah, I was assume 15, yeah. She was young, and, and after you go through adolescence and stuff, yeah, you look a bit different, but I would think if my child was brutally murdered... yeah, I'd probably still recognize him. I should think that yeah. it'd be like, oh, there's that person who decapitated my child in the name of Satan. I would think You'd that think that, that person would be burned into your her mind. Her face would probably be plastered everywhere for a while, Yeah, right? it's not like she ran away and the killer was never found. They no, they no found idea. her. She went to an insane asylum. Yeah, so yeah. you assume that means there's also some sort of trial involved. Yeah. I feel like there might have been a neater way to explain the nine years that passed in between other yeah. than she's been in a mental home. Because that means that, again, they knew her identity. She was maybe convicted and, and you know pleaded insanity or something like this. In which case, her parent, Rose's parents were definitely there at the trial and stuff. Mm-hmm. Surely they would have recognized her. I can think of one attempt the movie makes to try to explain it, but yeah. I don't think it's sufficient. It's okay. when uh, Lauren Holly is giving her the "you don't look like my daughter" speech. She says specifically, 
You don't look anything like her. It's strange. I can't see you at all. I like that line. Yeah. That weirded me it's out. It's a real weird line. I can't But it's see also you. like, uh, it's it's maybe like her husband has brought so many people in front of her and said, this looks like my daughter, that now she, everybody, yeah. everybody she's trying to see how they look like her daughter and she stopped seeing what they look like. Like the only thing she sees is what looks like her daughter. If there's nothing there, she's just not... It doesn't register. I really would have loved if after that line where she says, how's it she says it? I can't even see you. I can't see you at all. If it would have showed uh, Emma Roberts and she would have put four fingers in front of her face and would have gone, bum, ba, dun, 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 dun. Yeah, that would have John great. Cena. <laughs> <laughs> that um, would have made sense, I think. When she kills those two. Yeah. It's brutal as shit. It reminded me of I Saw the Devil, the car stab scene. Yes. It was dead on like that. Frantic stabbing. Here's one thing I noticed. When she kills women, she stabs them like crazy. She kills one man, she slits his throat at the end. Oh. Yeah. Whoa, you're right. Yeah. Her rage is toward her mother. What the hell? Yeah. She kills that dad. She just slits his throat and that's the end of it. She kills Lauren Holly. She's just stabbing her relentlessly. Same with the sisters. Same with Rose. Yeah. She cuts off their heads. like. And but, even at the first of the movie in her dream in the car crash. Yeah. She's walking beside who we can only assume is a male. Yeah. And then when it shows the crashed car, did you notice like the long flowing hair yeah. hanging out of the window? Yeah. And she says mom. Yeah. So... What the fuck is going on with that? Yeah. It's like maybe her her dad, whatever is supposed to be her dad, is never much of a dad to her because she seems to be looking for a father. Oh, absolutely. In the priest. Yeah. In Bill. In, in, Satan. In, every, in Satan. She's looking for a father. Side note. After Bill picks her up and stuff, uh-huh. did you get the impression that like maybe he was banging her? I thought he was creepy. I thought, like, but dude, she like Emma wakes up in a hotel room, yeah, by herself with a note from Bill. Uh huh. And she says, asks, "I she, thought I'd let you sleep or something." Yeah, and she asks him later, "Where's your wife?" A couple times, and then also too, like she lets him in even though she's only wearing a towel. Yeah, which I would assume is something that you'd only really do if you were already, you know, probably naked in front of that person. Yeah, I should think. Huh. And she's even kind of sitting on the bed looking like really shaken up and maybe ashamed or something. Yeah. Did you get that impression? Or was I, I, I thought that? it was creepy. I didn't think that, but now I'm thinking it. How would he leave a note in her bedroom unless he was there when she went to sleep? Yeah. Does she not remember going to sleep? I mean, he says, he says you, you zonked out there for the past couple hours. Yeah. I mean, did he carry her into her own personal hotel room as a full grown adult? Like, you can do that to like a fucking two year old that's yeah. asleep, but like. She's a 20-something-year-old adult. Could you yeah. carry a sleeping adult from the back of the car to a hotel room? And fireman leave a note that style, said, sure. Yeah, may, fireman's <laughs> carry. That was something that, again, was some subtext that I thought was really That strange. might be, yeah. And that would really make it weird when he asked, do you believe in God? Like, yeah. So we just had sex, and now you're asking if I believe in God? Well, and then, it's like, and then his wife's like kind of being upset at him picking up hitchhiking girls and yeah and she says these people you pick up like what like this has happened many times before like i don't i don't know exactly and and how fucked up it is to think that this guy fucked the person that murdered murdered his daughter daughter. yeah 
and also said that he she looked like his daughter. Yeah. Like, it gets really fucking weird That to is me. creepy. And that's, like, an area of the story that I don't even really want to look into that no. much. <laughs> but it's, like, it seems... I don't think I'm looking into anything. No, you're not. Deep. You're not digging too far because it's all there. Seems yeah, that there's way. There's definitely some weird tension there. Yeah. And wh- how did she get in the the hotel room and all that stuff? That's all weird. And yeah. And why she keeps asking where his wife is, like exactly. And why <laughs> she's not there? Why is the wife not there? Also that, and obviously they have this very strained relationship and stuff. I don't know, man. Yeah. Are there any other complaints that you have about the movie? Complaints? No, not really. Uh, I think, you know, it's not a perfect movie. Yeah. But, um, you know, aside from, yeah, you're right, that contortion bit was, it seemed thrown in. Um, and uh, I, I think some of it, I think at some points it may try to hold hands a little too much. That's what we're yeah, saying. Exactly, like yeah. Other people might be having trouble understanding Appar- it. But apparently I think, they fucking did. I mean, like yeah. I said, I've read so many reviews of people that just did yeah. not understand this movie. But I, I mean, again, those parts where it feels like maybe they're holding your hand too much is probably smart on the part of Oz Perkins, knowing that the audience is going to struggle with this one probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I don't, I don't have big problems with it. Again, it's not a perfect movie. Um, if I were coming down to a rating... I would give this movie uh, a nine, yeah, because this is a movie I could watch again and again. I think yep. every performance in it is good. Yep. I think all the lines, especially the really cryptic ones, are things that you could think about over and over and try to understand how this all Obviously. relates. Obviously, here's here we are doing yeah. it right now, and really trying to understand what the black coat is. Yeah, like. And who her father is. Who her too. father is in this. And if yeah. the black coat is just a representation of a male figure or if it's a real demon or if it's just something she sees in her head. Yeah, exactly. There's so much fun to this movie. And I know it's weird to give a movie this this young. I mean, I, I said Get Out was a 10 and I'm probably guilty of overinflating my ratings, but I really like this movie and could watch it over and over. For I'm sure. with you 100%. Yeah. It's a 9. Yeah, I'm with you 100%. And especially, too, man, I'm telling you, like, the first time that I watched this movie, I think I probably would have told you it's, like, maybe a six or six and a half. But watching it again, and especially, too, it's one of those movies that is so fun to watch with somebody who hasn't seen it before. Yeah. Like, when you and I sat there and watched it, and I know what you're seeing. Yeah. You were seeing the same things that I saw the first time I watched Uh it. We were just like, well, she's (laughs) weird. Uh Uh-huh. But me watching it the second time with you, I was like, oh, my God. That's what's happening. She's sitting here talking to the demon. Uh-huh. She's seeing the demon over his shoulder. Oh, fuck. She's on the phone with the fucking demon. Uh-huh. Like, <laughs> I could, I, he it says was, I can live with him. Oh, my God, yeah. dude. It was, it was so hard for me to keep my mouth shut and not just literally jump up off of the couch yeah. while I was sitting there watching the movie with you. I was like, oh, my God. I want to tell you what's going on right now. <laughs> um, it's a really unique experience for a movie for me. And yeah. I mean, like I said, I cannot overstate how amazing it is for me to sit here being terrified by something invisible that's on screen. Yeah. I have never felt that in a movie no. ever, but the scariest monster, the whole movie was the one I didn't see. And also yeah. too, I'll mention, I love, 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 love in the movie, in the couple of times that we actually do see the demon itself. It's just this black shadow with horns. That's it. I yeah. love it. I love that they. It never... looks like um, the the thing. I would say specifically, it looks like the uh, Degoya painting of uh, El 
El Gran Cabron. It's yeah, the, the, the black same, goat. It's a big black goat. Yeah, and it looks like the same way as the black coat. Sorry, yeah. because it, or the black coat because it's it's drawn with that like ambiguity where it's still you're still not sure what the shape is. No, it's just like a person maybe wearing a cloak. Yeah, with it weird can, like black horn yeah, type of thing. It's not humanoid. You never see. No. Arms, legs, nothing. It's just kind of like a, a mountainous bulge with two big horns sticking mm-hmm. out of the head. Real weird. I love that they never showed you what it was. Yeah, especially or in explained this... what it was. Exactly, yeah. We didn't get an exposition scene where they were like, she said she saw the black coat. That's well, the fifth one this week. Let's look at this library book that tells you exactly <laughs> what it is. You know? Let's pull out the microfiche. Oh my God. Yeah, exactly, man. I, I love that. I love the portrayal and stuff. Yeah, I'm with you. It's a, it's a nine. I really, really, really love this movie. Um, honestly, I think that I said that the best horror film of 2017 was maybe It. Yeah. I think I like this better than Yeah, that. this is better. I did say when we were talking about best horror films of 2017 that I this is one I hadn't seen. Same. I think this is the yeah. best horror film of 2017. Yeah, absolutely. Again, it technically came out 2015, but in yeah. America... It came out 2017. 2017, yeah. so it counts beautiful movie please do yourself a favor and again i hope if you're listening to this that you haven't seen the movie but if you have only seen it once watch it again especially if you are kind of unsure watch it again with all the stuff that we said in mind about her gaze and what she's looking at yeah what is she looking at her motivations and maybe you'll enjoy it as much as as we did now steve what are we going to be covering on the show for next week's episode of Dead and Lovely. Well, we're covering that prequel to Triple X, Double X, <laughs> XX. X-X. <laughs> it's a horror anthology, all directed by women. Yeah, and this is kind of in celebration of the fact that this is Women's, Women's History, History Month. Month. Yeah, I think, uh, I mean, with uh, with Urban Legend, we did a movie, ton of female characters, yeah. uh, a female killer, even. It's not a great movie, but whatever. Uh, this movie, again, a female killer, True. ton of great female performances. Yeah. Finally getting to, and only because there were so many movies we wanted to do that just aren't streaming. We wanted to do a whole month of women, uh, oh, sorry, of horror movies that were directed by women. Just wasn't possible, unfortunately. No, huh? There is so much stuff out there that's great that we'll talk about on the next oh, yeah, episode. Oh, yeah, 100%. That is just not available streaming right now, so... Sorry about that. Yeah, XX is available. We'll be yeah. doing that. We'll talk about the great uh, uh, directors in that. Karen Kusama is one. Yep. We yep. wanted to do Jennifer's Body. It wasn't streaming. Yep. She directed Jennifer's Body. We'll at least get to talk about something she's done. So Right on. So be sure to stay tuned and uh, tune in for next week's episode. We'll be talking about XX. Now, Steve, in the meantime... I'm going to implore these dear people to rate and review our podcast on iTunes. That's a good imploration. It only takes a moment. Use that G-rated language or else mm-hmm. I won't post it. And it really helps us show up on those search engines, top 10 lists, and all that other kind of bullshit. So please go and rate and review our podcast on iTunes. In the meantime, where can they find us on social media? Social media. Well, you can always find us at Dead Lovely Pod on Instagram they and can. Twitters. Uh, we have a great Facebook group. And you can email us at deadandlovelypod at gmail.com. Awesome. You guys can follow me on Instagram at Ben Eller Guitars, all one word. What about you, Stephen with a V? Uh, Stephen with a V. The only way to spell it. <laughs> uh, I'm at Stephen Spratling on Twitter and Instagram. I don't really post anything, but you can follow me and see pictures of 
things I have posted before. Stalk you celebrity style. Yeah, you could you could stalk me, maybe figure out where I lived in Koreatown. I'll tell you. It was on South Catalina, 157. <laughs> I don't can, live there anymore. <laughs> where can they find your grinder profile? My grinder profile, you'll find me under Deep Dick 257. <laughs> you guys can find my whittling profile over on <laughs> Whittler. <laughs> Whittler. What if that was like a new <laughs> dating service app that we created? You whittle away the people you don't oh. want. Yeah. But they're also all hobbyist whittlers. Too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Obviously. Whittle right. If you, you want to talk to him, <laughs> whittle left. In the meantime, you guys have been absolutely fantabulous. And we have been dead and lovely. Hail Satan. Hail Satan. Hail Satan. Hail Satan. Hail Satan. Hail Satan.